0: Jay and Silent Bob Reboot is ready to beam directly onto your TV, desktop, or mobile through the streaming service of your choice. iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Prime, Vudu, and more. Or if you're all about adding a hard copy to your collection, grab it on Blu-ray or DVD. Better yet, snag a signed copy by Kev from JayAndSilentBob.com. Rent or own Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Available now. Oh.
1: Hey. hey! Hey! Welcome to Black
2: Man Beyond. My name is Mark Bernardin.
1: I'm Kari Payton.
2: Hey!
1: Hey!
2: hey. I am uh I'm sorry, I was taken aback by all of these fucking like portals behind the bar. I don't oh. know if you guys can see this at home, but they put a face slip on this mug.
1: Look at this. Hey, it looks so pretty. It's pretty. We could all get away. Hey. Everybody take a pod.
2: What's that? Platform nine and three quarters? Hey!
1: <laughs>
2: uh yes, welcome to the uh For the time being, anyway, the last, the final Black Man Beyond uh, podcast.
1: I killed it.
2: You did. You brought it. You came in. And I came in here
1: and kicked this thing's butt.
2: Uh, It is the last one only because Kevin is coming back on March 3rd, which will be our next podcast. Kevin lives. Awesome. So I I play when he's away. And now that he's not away, then the play goes away.
1: (laughs) You you still get to do your own thing. I
2: mean, I still get to do my own thing because I... Uh, I started a series, a film
1: series. Yes, that's right. That's right. A very successful film series so so far, right?
2: Yeah, the Alamo Drafthouse, downtown LA. Uh, It's called The Minority Report. Uh, There you go. I'm I'm all about a good title. Absolutely. Uh, But it's all about sort of looking at genre films through a diverse lens. So it's like diverse stories, diverse filmmakers, diverse actors, above and beyond, through the looking glass, all of that shit.
1: Does everybody have to shave their head?
2: Uh I hope not. Oh shit. Um I mean I don't I mean I'm think not, about
1: maybe. it. Maybe. All right. Cool. Look uh, at this. Look at this sexy drink they made for me. Let me let me sip it. Ooh, do it, do it, do it, mm. do it. Mm. Well played. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Thank you guys.
2: But yeah, the first the first film in the uh, in the series is uh, is Serenity. Oh nice! Uh, yes we, we sold out in 30 hours downtown LA.
1: Amen. Them serenityites,
2: you know. I mean, dude, brown coats will unite.
1: They if, come and come hard, if absolutely. You stand
2: up a fucking flare, They will show up, including <laughs> downtown LA, which, you know, I'm not sure I would go if I wasn't moderating the series. Oh, right. it's, <laughs> it's kind of far. It's
1: it, it depends on what side of the street you walk on. It it, it, it gets sketch real fast <laughs> in downtown LA. You know, yeah. I I do believe that's where the Wayans lost their life. Was in downtown LA? <laughs> You could literally be in the nicest theater in the world and just take the wrong turn and your mom oh. and daddy are dead.
2: I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, no
1: lies detected. I, there are no lies detected. <laughs> we will speak the truth tonight. So says Rosa.
2: Indeed. So say us all. Apparently, we, we, we both got the memo. Exactly,
1: too. exactly. It's Black History Month. We're not fucking around.
2: I know. We're coming to the end. So, like, you show out.
1: Exactly. The funny thing is, I, I don't think in, in all my years I've ever heard Rosa Parks say anything. I've only seen pictures. So the idea that she got on the bus and they were like, they were like you got to get up. And she was like, nah. <laughs> Just fucking love that okay first of all i have to make an announcement Ooh, i love announcements yes this, this involve me no it doesn't i mean Even it does okay. It, okay it does all a little right. bit it's just that you know that i do cartoon voices and have done them for very, many years I've, I've heard tell exactly and so i just would like to make a disclaimer if you haven't figured it out already this is not a kid show i will not be using my inside voice <laughs> I will not be using my kindergarten words, so, so kids, go to bed, <laughs> this is not for you. But I, yeah, but I would like to tell them a joke, because, because Eddie Murphy, when he, he did the same thing when he did stand up and he said, go home, this is not buckwheat, I'm, I'm gonna say some nasty shit, so, so go, but I'll tell you one joke, and this is the joke he told. He said, a bear and a rabbit met in the woods. And the bear asked the rabbit, do you have trouble with shit sticking to your fur? And the rabbit said, no, I don't have trouble with shit sticking to my fur. So the bear wiped his ass with the rabbit. <laughs> now go to bed kids, go to bed. All right.
2: I feel like I'm gonna get the call on like the bat phone from Warner Brothers being like, oh, you got to pull them off. Like we, we need Cyborg to not be saying shit like this in public in front of people
1: they're They're in all kinds of trouble, if that's the case.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah, whatever. The housekeeping is done. Yeah, thank you for fucking joining me, man. You were like the busiest man in the world,
1: man. you know what? I'm just glad I could make it. i I love you guys. I love this show. I'm also afraid of this show because whenever, <laughs> no, because because I always watch things late, mm-hmm. you know, and so so I want to try it out, but but then I know that you're gonna spoil something for me. yeah, so I have to be so so I have to be careful. When I tune in, but I, I love you guys so much because because I love uh, Kevin's enthusiasm, and I love that that he cries at everything. And yes. you're always right, so <laughs> to me it's the perfect podcast. Yeah. You know, it's it's always like, oh shit, man, I was just and everything, and I was crying, and then and then it stops for a minute, and then you're like. And here are all the things that are bad about this, and he was like, "Fuck, man, you're so smart. Why didn't I think of that?" I'm Stop an idiot. writing a better movie than I'm going to. I know. To. I'm gonna go home. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, no, it, it it means a lot, uh, especially because like we don't know each other all that well. No, we no. really don't. We just sent up like the black signal, and we're like, "Hey, can you come to the Scummerville Cantina?" Like, I gotta go.
1: The funny thing is, is that is that we met years ago at uh, at Long Beach uh, uh, Long Beach Comic-Con. Comic Convention um and uh, I was uh, I guess emceeing a panel and you were the main speaker
2: Yeah, it was for the the Dwayne McDuffie um writing for comic books award. Yes,
1: award, right? exactly. And, and um and I uh, I, uh, I just love what he had to say. I, I, I didn't know who you were before that. And, and, uh, no and so I immediately started following you on Twitter and Instagram. And, and so we had one of those weird, you know, Instagram. Hey, man, that was nice what you just said.
2: <laughs> but at least we can trace it back to a thing. Exactly. There are people I've known for almost a decade that I don't know where I met oh, or wow. how I met. They just seem to be a part of my life. It's like, oh, did we ever... I don't know. Was there like a drinks thing? Oh, or was wow. Was it a Comic-Con?
1: I could have been coming to your house all this time. We actually you, met.
2: I mean, you might have like one of my TVs. What's in your
1: pantry? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, it was, it, was a, it was a lovely event. Dwayne McDuffie, mm-hmm. who, uh, who was one of the founding members of the Milestone Universe at DC, who created Static and who helped create... Um,
1: Icon, Rocket.
2: I, uh, yeah, all of that stuff. Um, was one of the best comic book writers, period, to work in the in the industry. Happened to be a, a big old black dude. Um, and so happened to be all about kind of helping to usher in new voices into the business. Absolutely. And championing the ones who were there and telling stories at a time, stories about characters of color at a time when nobody really wanted to do that yeah. in a fundamental way. Um, but he's also a dude who got to write the Avengers and the Justice League and create his own stuff and be in animation and wrote a whole shit ton of like the Just Justice League. in a League.
1: ridiculously prolific, absolutely you know dude yeah
2: and like died too young way too young uh, way too young um in his late 40s i believe or
1: early 50s it was it. i mean i don't think it was i think it was in, in his 40s he was he he seemed like a baby to me you yeah. know when when i yeah if, if he was in his 50s he looked good for 50 yeah like but he, um yeah he
2: wrote the justice league new frontier animated movie and some of the last pictures of him are at the premiere for that movie um and so when he passed away, like his, his widow kind of took it upon herself to carry that torch yeah. and to help establish this sort of award for, for people of color who are writing in comic books and doing really great work and just being able to shine a light on that. And so it was the f- second, maybe, yeah. um, Dwayne McDuffie Awards, and they asked me to be the keynote speaker because I ripped Dwayne McDuffie off like nine or ten times. <laughs> and they were like, well, clearly you now have to come. Right. I, was, I, I met him once, and I told him, like, I shamelessly ripped off Damage Control, oh, um, no. <laughs> which, he, which he invented for Marvel. And if you've never read Damage Control, it's this amazing book about, like, what happens when, you know, Galactus comes to New York and destroys Central Park, and there's still a Central Park who rebuilds it. And Damage Control were the people who, like, the insurance adjusters and the, the repair guys and triage, and they would come in and, like, rebuild the New York that gets destroyed every fucking issue of every fucking comic book. Right. Um, and so I'd shamelessly rip that off for this book called Monster Attack Network, which is set on this like Pacific Island where Godzilla's and Mothra's and Ghidra's are like nasty and would destroy fucking Hawaii every issue. And these were the guys who fixed it. Okay. And when I met him at Comic-Con, I was like, hey, dude, listen, I, uh, I, I've i been ripping you off on this book for like a year. He's <laughs> like, it. it's an homage. There you it's go. It's not a ripoff. He's like, we all do it. I did it. People before me did it. You do it. It's how we get this done. Right. Like, we see something we like, you make it your own. And I was always super humbled by the fact that he was that magnanimous about right. his own genius. And so, when they asked me to do it, I was super fucking honored to. And you were the MC of the event? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, this guy's cool. He's like, hey, this guy doesn't smell funny. I'm gonna follow him <laughs> on Instagram. And now, like, five years later. Yeah, here we are. Here we fucking are. Um, for the people at home who are not intimately familiar with you and your career, Um, walk us through a little bit I mean the 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 big ones that people might know
1: okay Okay, well I'm I'm I've been cyborg from Teen Titans for 17 years now (laughs) Uh, the voice of cyborg I Mm -hmm. guess uh the the uh, original original I say but uh but uh you know cyborg was around a lot lot Mm -hmm. uh before uh the cartoon from the early 2000s um but uh yeah yeah so I was I've been cyborg and now and I've Done cyborg in a lot of different iterations. Uh, uh, mostly now, I do a uh, I do kind of a a, um, a very irreverent uh, uh, silly version of uh, of cyborg on a show called Teen Titans Go. That's uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for not listening to the internet and and. <laughs> And everybody who's uh, mad that it's not the old show, but it's uh, it's really brilliant, actually. And um, and uh, is uh, I think its success comes from the fact that that uh, kids started watching it, and we stopped writing for the kids about twenty episodes in, and uh, it just started writing for the parents. You know, it was like I mean, there there shows about you know um, how not to get involved in pyramid schemes, how to buy a mortgage, you know. <laughs> you know it's it's uh you know how how the university system is broken <laughs> you know for kids exactly for the children <laughs> and so uh so so uh so that's uh, been great and i uh, i uh and, and recently i guess semi recently about about just just a a few months after we met actually uh i started um working on uh, on the walking dead um i played Play King Ezekiel on The Walking Dead. Thank you very much. All y'all that are still watching, that's so nice. There's like, I mean, there there are still a lot of people that watch. There were just, there was just 8 million people that stopped watching right before I started on the show. You know, it was like literally the episode before me, they were like, okay, fuck you, that's too much. And I was like, no, no, but, but, but I got a
2: tiger. I got a tiger. And they were
1: already gone. And then... But uh It was a very
2: aggressive call-in campaign to like, hey guys, we should like stop watching just before he gets
1: before I'm telling you, it was it was weird how 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 it was like it was it was like I mean I just recently went vegan, so Mm -hmm. my farts don't stink as much as they used to, but (laughs) but it was like I just ripped one and they just left the room.
2: I don't know, dude. Like I, I occasionally work with a vegan and they're worse.
1: Do, are, do, are they? You know, yeah. what, I, I try to keep moving. So maybe I just leave the cloud behind me. I don't nah, know. Duck and weave, baby. Duck and weave. <laughs> exactly. But that's
2: a lot of fucking beans, man. Oh. <laughs> it's true.
1: It's true. Uh, the sprouts will do you. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on a T-shirt. That's gonna be my next one. <laughs> the sprouts. sprouts will do you. <laughs> Let's do it. But uh, yeah, yeah, so th- those are the main things. I, I, uh, I also uh, have been on a, on a, I don't know if it's a cult favorite because it's actually a pretty successful uh, cartoon called uh, Young Justice, um, oh, yeah. where I play several uh, uh, characters, including um, uh, uh, Calderon, who, uh, who was Aqualad, who's now Aquaman, and, and uh, Black Lightning and Black Manta. If, if there's a black in the name, I'm probably playing it. Um, <laughs> And, uh, I can't wait for your black orchid. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to have a couple more drinks, and you can see the black orchid. It's amazing. Um, well, I didn't want to see it. <laughs> I just wanted to hear it. You just wanted to hear it. Yeah, uh, I'm okay. married. I can't see your run. black orchid. I have to run real fast for you to, yeah, to get the... <laughs> I'm, uh, let's just stop with that. So, uh, anyway, young justice. I do young justice. Uh-huh. And um, and what, what else what, what else am I doing Oh, I uh, I, I spend time uh, role playing uh, uh, in my off time a lot of times doing uh, Dungeons and Dragons online. Uh, 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 what is
2: what is your uh, what is your character class of choice? Uh,
1: my character class of choice is uh, is uh, a tempest cleric uh, by the name Ooh. of Shikasta. He's Ooh. a um, he's actually a, a, a blind uh, a tempest cleric or a weather storm cleric. Who uh, sees through the eyes of a hummingbird, uh, whose, uh, whose uh, name is uh, is uh, the uh, the Grand Duchess Anastasia Nikolaevna. Grand Duchess sits on the, on his shoulder right there. He sure. Has a, he has a beautiful white afro that one day I'll be able to I'll be able to grow back if uh, when when they finally kill me off of The Walking <laughs> Dead.
2: <laughs> for, for a second, I thought you said that uh, the this Tempest cleric was from Chicago. And, oh uh, no! Nah, so, so two totally different things. That would
1: be, yeah, yeah. So, so he just talks kind of like, hey, <laughs> you know, you got more sausage back there. Where then. the hell is the sausage? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, he eats all the sausage because I'm, I'm a vegan now. So, that's a natural twenty. Mm. Fucking critical hit, yo! It is. It is. And we also did this, um, this cool thing where we uh, did Deadwood. We did, we did, uh, uh, like a role-playing game of the show Deadwood. Uh, but it's but it was kind of mystical and supernatural, and, uh, and uh, it it uh, it was called Undeadwood. It was kind of like you take my two, you take zombies and and role playing and and uh, and Deadwood and put them all together, and we did like a four-part miniseries of that, and that was so much fun. Uh, who who is this we you speak? Of? Oh, this is we it's it's all of my critical role um, people from uh, let's see, Matt Matt Mercer, mm-hmm. uh, M- Marisha Ray um uh, uh all of those jokers travis travis willingham. big big ass travis willingham big ass travis exactly uh, uh brian foster was uh, uh the um the the dm member mm-hmm. fellow <laughs> so the DM-er. yeah exactly see i know all of the all of the technical terms the right. thing is i only played dungeons and dragons with my daughters twice <laughs> You know, before I actually started doing this. I'm good at make-believe. I don't know any of the rules, and I don't remember any of the terms. Just be glad I remember my character's name. Yeah, and, and your daughter's names. Exa- well, yeah, we get there. You know, you. <laughs> uh, that's uh,
2: so it's, yeah, it's that's been a lot. Fun. You're a busy fucking man.
1: I, I try to be busy. I, I've, uh, I've, I recently got my first writing job. I'm really Excellent. excited. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Welcome. Yeah, of course I can't say anything about it other than I am doing it mm. and that I'm incredibly excited for it. I'm. A, I, I found out that I am just the kind of wedge nerd that is perfectly suited for this particular job. <laughs> you know, cause I, cause I've written things before and I, I've, I've produced things before on my own, but but never in a in a writer's room sort of situation, and you know, and and I wasn't sure how to, how to how I was gonna navigate it and. And it turned out, that I was like, oh, man. I got this. All of my nerd DNA, I can flow right <laughs> into this shit. This is going to be amazing. So, hey, And if it doesn't work, they think I have a tiger.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they think I had a tiger. I had a tiger. Oh, gonna I know. We're going to pour it out. There you go. Poor for Shima. you, baby. That's for you, baby. Mm. I don't want to pour too much out. I'm not going to waste that.
2: No. Uh, you are so busy. I was surprised that uh, today we were we were sort of you know DMing back and forth about you know how the show's gonna go whatever. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go see Birds of Prey at noon. I was like, how do you have time to go see Birds of Prey at noon? Well, you're busy, dude. And but you're not that busy. No, no,
1: no. I mean, this is my this is my off time. So mm-hmm. so uh, you know from the show. So I'm uh, I'm a little bit uh, freer as far as my time was concerned. Uh, I do. Uh, I am a busy uh, ski instructor these days. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. I if if I wasn't doing bird of prey, then I was probably going to be at Big Bear teaching like 13-year-olds how to ski. I'm sorry? Yeah, I know, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to square all these circles in my head. I'll, I always try to broaden your horizons, man, you know? It was like it's, it's you, you try what, what I I like to do is is It'd be like a black man from Georgia who didn't see snow until he was like 17. And now I now I ski on a regular basis. I love this shit. I love Southern California.
2: Yeah. No. just I, I'm all for broadening your horizons, but just on things with brakes and steering wheels. Like, you just yeah. hurtling yourself into the void, just like praying, like, I hope these skis stick.
1: I've been hurtling Oops. myself into the void for years. <laughs> you know? I'm just using different apparatus at this point. You know, I, mean, I started off like break dancing, like when, when my performing, you know, bug kind of started, I, uh, I started off uh, break dancing. And, and, and I was tiny when I was when I was little. I, I mean, by the time I got into high school, I, I wasn't quite five feet tall. I wasn't quite 100 pounds. I could throw my body all kinds of weird, weird ways. And uh, and they'd be like, that dude's got his, you know, toe in his mouth. That's crazy. He's spinning on his finger with his toe in his mouth. And so, you know, in my tiny little town of of Athens, Georgia, you know, I was I was I was the man, boy, and it's <laughs> so, you know, so so I've I've been I've, I think I've just been looking for crazy ways to you know to, to maim myself. And uh, the nice thing is, as I st- I had to stop playing basketball because because my right knee wouldn't let me anymore, mm-hmm. and um, because I I play basketball even though I'm I'm pushing I'm pushing mid century. You know, I still play like I'm 25, but no, that's a problem. I just learned to ski, so I oh, ski like I'm 46. For you. It's, you know, yeah, so that's like, okay.
2: I had to stop playing basketball because my knee hurts. So instead, I took up bungee jumping. Like, what the fuck is that? As long as you don't hit the ground, you're gonna be fine, you're man. You're
1: supposed to throttle backwards, man. You're like, gonna get close to the ground, just close to the ground, and you'll be fine. It's
2: like I picked up macrame.
1: Better for you. <laughs> less body injuries. Like,
2: no, I picked up cannon firing myself at distance, but I don't
1: eat meat no more. So at least oh, that's your trade off. So when I slam into something, at least I'll be healthy when I die. Yeah, you know, I took up William Telling. I just let people shoot arrows and
2: apples in my head. Oh my it's God. safe.
1: It's true. You know, I got to I got to stay in shape somehow, man. I can't play basketball. So I got to do something because I still got to swing a, a sword and kill zombies you know uh when i when they asked me back to work today i was i was just uh uh hiking up to the wisdom tree up here you know the Mm, wisdom tree i've heard of it it's beautiful i've never seen it yeah you probably won't no it's it's not a (laughs) it's not an easy trip you know but i but i used to take my my youngest daughter on on my uh put her in a little backpack and take her up with me and now she got too big and her the back of her legs would you know start kicking me in the thigh and you know, uh, she just didn't fit the backpack anymore. Well,
2: because when they do that, that's called kidnapping.
1: Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, and so uh, so I, I got a weight pack The and, uh, and started taking a weight pack up. And, um, and and the thing about the weight pack is when you do it the first time, you're trying to be careful. You don't want to hurt yourself. You're like, let's do it. And, so, and you get all the way up there and you're like. Curry, you're not bad, I man. Look at you. You made it all the way up there with your weight pack on. So the next time you get up there and you're like, "I'm gonna hoof up this thing," and I get about I don't know a third, third, two-thirds of the way way up, and. I- I start breathing so hard. You, you start seeing through time. You start, you, you know what I mean? Like like uh, like the friends of, uh, you know, your ancestors come up and, and all talking like deep Johnny Cash voices to you, you know, and then uh and, and all the ladies who, who you are impressing on the way up are like, it's okay, you're almost there, you know? <laughs> and then
2: all the Jedi's who had died before show exactly. up and
1: say, make it, you can. No, 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 it, it's just Yoda laughing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but somehow Idiot. backwards.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly.
2: Uh, yeah, man, it looks like you're looking for some aggressively expensive ways to hurt yourself. <laughs>
1: you know, you know, li- live it until they take it away. That's what I say. Keep, keep, keep it up until they take it away.
2: When, uh, when do you go back for, uh, for more zombie killing? Well,
1: if I survive this next season, mm-hmm. which uh, starts uh, back on February 23rd, very excited. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I uh, so I have to survive eight more episodes. Okay. The uh, that, that's that's why I I don't I I don't worry when people are worried about you know if their show is gonna get canceled. I, it's like every week, every week I'm like you, you know at least you know you know what the show may get canceled after your 22 episode run. <laughs> every every day I get a script and I'm like. Hi! Thanks. Oh God! Oh God! So so if so if I survive the next eight episodes, then I we usually go back in May. So and like you know, making sure that they do delivering
2: scripts like stops by your trail. It's like wait, I don't get a script this week. Why they literally I the put on week? like
1: a hood and carry a sickle. <laughs> it's dark. Kari, it's dark. I know. Would you like to read the script this week, Kari? <laughs> No, I'm good.
2: Uh, so yes. Uh, You did take some time today to go see Birds of Prey. I did. I did. Uh, I've now seen it twice. I saw that. You went to see it twice. Uh, That itself seems like a bit of a commentary. Like, you saw that twice. No, no, no. I, you paid money and everything both times.
1: No, no, no. I I enjoyed a lot of the movie. I enjoyed a lot of the movie.
2: Uh, I I liked it better the second time I saw it. Um, okay. because and I find that a lot in that once I'm absolved from expecting anything from a movie, I'm allowed to appreciate actually what it is. Sure. Right? Sure. Not that I expected very much going into, to right. birds of prey. Um, I expected better than suicide squad, which I got. Sure. I was quite happy about that. Um, there's parts of this movie that I liked quite a bit. Yeah, Um, I think Margot Robbie is doing really, really interesting work as as Harley. I don't mean interesting as like a like like oh no, that child is breathtaking. No, I mean interesting, like actually interesting work. Right, right. I think she's found the 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 core of what makes that character tick. And there's a couple of scenes throughout that are just fantastic little baby kind of like diagrams as to what makes that character work.
1: There are moments where she really sinks down into not the caricature. Yeah. Of what we think uh, of as Harley, but, but, uh, but uh, a flawed and qu- in, in those quiet moments.
2: In those quiet moments. like there's a, there's a scene. Has everybody seen uh, Birds of Prey?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Because we may spoil some shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. I'm
2: just saying, spoiling may happen.
1: I mean, if, if, if you haven't, then, then fuck you. I don't know why you're here. <laughs> I mean, he literally tweeted about this shit like twice. Yeah. You know? That's so this isn't you. our fault, this is your fault.
2: But there's, there's an amazing Tell the whole scene.
1: goddamn movie.
2: whole goddamn movie. But there's this amazing scene about a uh, third of the way through where Harley Quinn is at the bar at, at Roman Sionis' place, and, uh, and she's drunk off her ass, and, and uh, Dinah Lance comes over next to her. And, like, this is the first time those two characters meet, even though it's clear they had seen each other before. Mm. And, uh, and Harley, you know, is like, you know, I, uh, do you know what a Harlequin is? Like, you know, in literature, do you know what that character's job is? Like, she's... She's a clown. She's there to serve a master. Without that master, she has no purpose in life. Yes. You know, and then. She's, I, a,
1: hel- she's a helper. She's supposed to support something right. else. She, she's
2: like, you know, she's peanut butter without jelly. She's, mm-hmm. and, and without that unity, that character traditionally has no, no idea what to do with herself. Right. Um, and she confesses for the first time that she broke up with the Joker. And, like, and she doesn't know what to do with herself. And I'm like, that's fascinating. Yeah. Like, given what we know about this character and how she had for her entire existence been.
1: uh, Yeah, no, no, come on in. Come on in. (laughs) He was just about to tear up with the shit that he was going (laughs) to say. But thank you for breaking that up. Oh, you let them be. They showed up. They came to play.
2: All right. Um, But yeah, and like that that scene is. I'm not going to leave you alone.
1: (laughs) <laughs> okay, rest of the night, I'm fucking with you <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead it was, Now it was me, now it was me Now you, need, you did it You need a tissue? I'm gonna get I'm you a tissue right. Here, you know what, I got a long shirt
2: No, there's there's a box of Kev tissues <laughs> under here for okay. when he cries all the time Alright um, But that's what the movie's about It's about yeah. a, a woman who had been for so long Defined by the man she was with Deciding not to be with that guy anymore And then yeah. who is she in the absence of that person And every now and again the movie glances, glances against that idea but not quite enough for me.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it sort of forgot about that 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 moment. And uh, and honestly, it's kind of interesting because that's the name of the movie. You know, it's it's the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, and and that's that really is what this movie is because it's not Birds of Prey. It's it's nope. it's it it's a story of Harley Quinn, and uh, and if. If if we're doing it right I mean, you can read into all of that stuff, but it it I don't think it it uh it told that story quite proficiently enough that this was literally Harley Quinn going from a support and someone who needed a master mm-hmm. to someone who who can stand on her own.
2: Yeah, and like and and the movie Kind of missed its opportunities to reinforce that story. Right. Like I thought, Ewan McGregor is playing uh, every shitty Hollywood executive I've ever had a meeting with. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just thoroughly egocentric and like dazzled by the daffiest shit. Like here are masks I got in bug like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> shit. Um, Like, and, and he's having a blast playing this sort of oh, like yeah. thoroughly entitled, thoroughly privileged dude who no- doesn't see that privilege but still thinks he's owed a bunch of shit, which right. kind of delicious. But I kept on wanting, he hates Harley Quinn for reasons that are fundamentally serpency, right? Which right. is like, you know, you were always impenetrable because you were the Joker's girl, but now you're not, I want to kill you. Why? Because you beat up one of my guys once and you make fun of my name.
1: Right. A because guy, he can. Honestly, he it was can. because, you know what, you were something I couldn't fuck with, and now I can. And, and I hated you because you were something that I couldn't fuck with, and I could usually fuck with everything. Right. But you the,
2: know. the thing that I kind of wanted was for him to have been in love with Harley. Ooh. And like if here's a guy who like always had an eye for Harley, but knew that he couldn't even make a play because she was the Joker's girl, and now she's not the Joker's girl and he makes a play and she turns him down because she as established and said, I want to be my own person for the first time in my life. Oh, I don't shit, want to define man. myself man. Why are, by are you fucking man? making
1: the movie better? I thought it was good, and you're fucking <laughs> making it better. Fuck. <laughs> That shit was fucking amazing. You're fucking awesome, man. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't even think of it. I'm I'm a fucking asshole.
2: But like, if if that's the, if her if her turning him down is the reason why he then wants to kill her, because we've established he gets whatever he wants. Yeah. And now he can't have it. Then that informs his story and why he does the things mm. he does. It informs her story. It helps to under sort of reinforce her story and reinforce her desire to sort of build this girl gang. To help her figure out right. who she's supposed to be in the absence of some domineering male, domineering male
1: figure. Right, right, yeah, and that—that's the thing, I guess that that it that it never really took on it. There, there are all of these. It is definitely women kicking some ass, and I and and that's amazing. But uh, but but. The, the deeper dive into it, I think, is, is where maybe the, it, it missed the point. And, and, uh, and, and also, there, there's this thing that they, they would do in the movie where, where, uh, where they would start the action. The action would kind of, you know, crescendo and get really good. And then they'd stop and go back and tell a, tell a story. Like, you don't know how we got here. Let me explain to you how we got here. I don't here. give a fuck. <laughs> I was like, just keep kicking them in the balls. Just kick them in the balls, some more. It was so good. And uh, I mean, I get that that we, that that uh, that in a way we needed that backstory. I would have liked to have maybe told the uh, told the story in a more linear sense. Because when they went back, they really went back to tell tell everything. And um, and I would have loved to have heard those stories and the voices of the women that were going through it. You know, yeah. but
2: like the 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 only reason. Sort of dramatically to do that is if by. Yeah, y'all better the get order, the fuck on.
1: I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God, y'all gonna come through here. I no nah, clean white T-shirts. I'm gonna fuck that T-shirt. What what is on that T-shirt? No, you know what? No, no, we're not about to have a conversation. I'm just joking. Go keep on walking out the door. They, keep on. You're almost there, and they go. Okay, okay. all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, I am so bad at hosting a show, by the time we're at the end of this, there's going to be me, you, and somebody sweeping the floor. That is it. That is it. And then you'll turn
2: on me? And, like, then, and then I'll
1: be like, why the fuck did you bring me here? You, you wore that shirt. You knew I was going to wear that you shirt. You knew I was going to wear, wear that
2: shirt. By my by my fucking style. Why is me. your gnaw bigger than my gnaw? genetics i guess <laughs> genetics genetics uh but yeah i mean i just think there's there's <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm having such a good time i i'm so glad it, you know what huh. one person in here is having a very good time <laughs> And it's me. Uh, well, and it's me. As you prophesied,
2: months, you're like, hey, listen, if nobody shows up, it's just you and me. I'm gonna have a blast. I'm gonna
1: have a good time. You're you having know? a good time. I have never been to the cantina of scum and villainy. And what I have not I've never been here. Shut up! Because you know, I I'm very busy. I keep hearing about it, you know, it was popping up for a while, popping up for a while, and I was like, ah, I keep missing it, I keep missing it. And then it was just here. And then I was just not here, I, you know. you in so, Atlanta slaying zombies. Exactly, and so this was, or you know, somewhere yeah. teaching 13 year old how to ski, and and now yeah, you know, I'm just so happy to be thirteen-year-old white children on a mountain. That's true.
2: That seems there, like a there are rules. some
1: Asian children as well. Good. Okay. <laughs> Mostly white, some Asian. And every once in a while, there's a 17-year-old black kid who got lost.
2: (laughs) How did I end up at the top of this mountain? (laughs) Only way down, son. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, I think that that the the sort of fractured storytelling doesn't actually add anything to it. It feels as if it was used to put action scenes where they felt that it was
1: lagging a bit.
2: Yeah. It's like, oh, she's got to kick some ass here. We don't know why, so let's just, fuck, we'll figure it out later.
3: Yeah,
1: and that, But now, that being said, I thought that the fight choreography was phenomenal. And once it started, I was loving it. it was I was great. absolutely loving it. And I was wishing I was in there getting my legs, you know, broken in the wrong way. You know, just, just knees popped in it horrible felt, directions.
2: It, it felt like inconsistent at times where like sometimes she's a fucking baseball bat ninja. And then sometimes she kind of gets her ass kicked for reasons that don't seem... Legit.
1: You know what? But I understand that. Being being an individual with ADHD. <laughs> you forget you know how to fight? Absolutely, you forget you know how to fight. Like, you know, hold on. You are not Neo. You when you <laughs> are ADHD, you are not Neo. You just don't know Kung Fu. You know Kung Fu sometimes. <laughs> and that's that that's how it works and and, uh, and the thing is it's like it's like when she it's, it's like when they started shooting the cocaine and she sucked it up and she was like, I know Kung Fu, you know. <laughs> it's like sometimes you need that aspect of, of uh, you know, so, something to, to trigger you into reminding you of who you are. And, uh, and so that, that I kind of understood because there were definitely times where she was just flighty and kind of like, oh, Stuff's flying around me. You know, ah, I got hit in the face. I don't. Know, I don't know what to do. That 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 reminded me of the, of the uh, of the times where I'm standing in a room where there's just piles of shit everywhere, and somebody walks in and they're like, "What have you been doing for the last three hours?" And I was like, staring at all of this. And then I, uh, so I've been shitting in this room. Do you not see the piles of shit all around my feet? Exactly, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then I can, but then I can ski down a mountain, and uh, you know, and I can, you know, I, I can, I can talk a blue streak. So, <laughs> so there are. So, Which so is why that's we brought you here. Exactly. Exactly. Some way you gotta fill yeah. these two hours.
2: But then, there, but I love that there, there are moments in that movie that feel like I love movies that. Uh, that come at it from a completely different perspective than I was expecting it to. Like, there's a version of this movie that's directed by fucking Michael Bay, which is awful. That's true. It's like the worst. That's true. You know, and there are times when it gets close when there's like, oh, there's all the smoke and the smoke is like pink and purple and there's fucking confetti everywhere. You're like, oh, no, this could be a Transformers movie that I hadn't seen before.
1: No, but there's a, but you know what? There is a little something underneath all of that confetti. You there's know,
2: a, there's there's a, like, there's, there's this one great, it's a moment. It, it, blink and you'll miss it. It's the big final fucking fight scene in the booby hatch or mm-hmm. the booby trap. And, uh, and Canary is fighting and her fucking dreadlocks are getting in her eyes. And uh, and, oh, I love that! And Harley swings over like hair tie, and she's just like, I don't know, where, just gives her hair tie, and that's part of the fucking scene. Absolutely, because fucking like
1: looking out for each other. It's huge. It's huge. My girl needs a hair tie. And as a dad with daughters, it was like, you know what I mean? Because I got hair ties everywhere. You know what I mean? (laughs) Especially because I've got a daughter who's a tomboy. You know, Mm. who like loves for me to comb her her beautiful, gorgeous locks. But if she ever gets near the door, she's like daddy, you need to tie this back. <laughs> you know, so that it keep this shit out of my face so I can do what I do. And 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 when she did that, it was it was a little bit of dad in me that was like, yeah, I got one right here. You know. I
2: got scrunchies up the wazoo. Oh my Just god.
1: Wait. I love that. That that is that that is a beautiful moment. It really beautiful is. It's, just, it's
2: like just tiny and so well observed.
1: I wish there were more of those moments and that they happened earlier. There's a moment with the with between uh Cassandra Kane and, and Huntress where where for obvious reasons Huntress was like, come over here, you don't need to see this, right? Mm-hmm. I saw shit when I was your age. You don't need to see all of this. Actually, this is more fun. Yeah, you should watch this. <laughs> but 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 there were there, there were those little moments that uh, that I really it's one of those mo- reasons that I was like I wish they had told their story because the story from their perspective is uh, is is one that we haven't heard before you know yeah.
2: like I, I and I kept on feeling that I either wanted there to be more of the quote unquote birds of prey or less mm. because the for and and you want more because you want it to feel like it's a girl gang movie, right? Like you want to feel it's Harley's finding her people. For the first time in her life, she's discovered these three women from these various walks of life who've come into hers and are making her better for it. Yeah. You kind of want that to be earlier in the movie than it happens, which sure. becomes like functional. Yeah. Like, we're not going to get out of here alive unless we all team up. You want it to be, I, I'm responding to what you are and how you are and how unique and glo- lovely you are. Be part of my circle because the circle is better for it. Yeah. Or like not at all, and just have it be fucking Harley Quinn learning to stand on her own and learning to face down this fucking like idiot dude who won't take her signals that she's not interested, who's trying to like, I'm gonna deliver this kid and like maybe be a bad mom, but maybe be a great mom, but figure out my shit as I go. Right. You know, without having to take the time and tell like kind of fractionally these other stories.
1: It's so hard when you're when you're building a team, doing that sting. You know, doing that Oceans Eleven, the, the 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 time that you have to is so short that you have to 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 have all of these characters be endearing, mm-hmm. you know, in one way or another. And the thing is, is that all of them were. Yeah. You 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 do feel for all of them in a certain sense, but but uh but maybe never together in in, in uh in, in in a way that that like that like pulls them all the way. You, to you know what i mean into that team sense yeah you know like there's
2: there's the the whole like black canary run is interesting where it's like listen my mother was a fucking superhero and i hated it and i hated the cops because they burned my mom and so i got no time for you renee montoya i got no time for this whole thing right and i'm gonna be dragged into this story kicking and screaming but we don't get a sense really of how she feels about her mom right you know like so what is that What's the character story that we tell about her perspective on her mother and perspective on heroes and a her perspective on her own power, yeah. which she seems to not want to use Sure. for reasons that are never actually put out there. So that if you tell that story, when she's forced to be her mother at the end, mm, mm. when she's forced to let that fucking canary cry fly, Yeah. then it's like, oh shit, she's finally come to grips with what it meant to be a hero, right. with what her mother gave up with what, like, the sacrifices, all of it means something in this moment. As it is, it's just fucking cool, but it's like, oh, it could actually be character. It could actually be, oh, you've, you've crossed your own personal, like, Rubicon, and you figured sure. out some shit for yourself. And that's... It's so
1: hard. It's so hard to, to, to be able to put all of these things in, in place, going back and forth in time, and, and I can see things getting lost, you and, know? It, it, and, uh, it, and, and I feel like I feel it because at the beginning, as as this, as the movie was starting, I was like I was like I, I don't know if this has got got anything that that's that's gonna capture me. And by the by the end, I was I was swept up. I was I was loving and appreciating, you know, a lot of those a lot of these aspects. It just uh it was it was just maybe the, the chapters just weren't as tight. You know, yeah. as as, uh, as you may have wanted them to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't want this to sound at all like I didn't like the movie. Like I had a right. good time both times I saw it. But there are moments that I felt like they could have turned the volume up on me.
1: Sure, sure. And
2: this is a movie that felt like it was built for the volume to be turned up. Absolutely.
1: And like just- More be, Pat Benatar.
2: Fuck. Give me more hearts, more barracks. Absolutely. Like, and, and if you turn some of the volume up on those things that make those characters tick, right. then everything else kind of resonates more. Yeah. You know, everything else just has more heart and more bounce. And like, oh shit, you want to tell the story out of continuity? I get it because I'm understanding the character story all the way through. Right, right. Um... I I I dug it again, like more the second time than the first time, but I I honestly did dig it. Um, I was dismayed to see the uh, the box office for it. Yeah. And not that the box office is horrible. It's not bad. It's not bad. Like it's it made thirty three million dollars in the box office domestically its opening weekend. Right. Um, all in at this point, it's made something like one hundred forty eight million across the world. Right. Right. Um. Batman Begins only made like forty-two million dollars its opening weekend, right. so like that difference is not huge.
1: Sure, sure, but
2: it is always telling. But it's the time,
1: but but between the time and ticket prices at the, at this time, it right. you know the the thing is is that you're hoping that maybe that the thing about action movies is is that they definitely have a life after after uh, you know the um, the initial. You know, box office returns go in. Like, say something like *The Bourne Identity* made a billion dollars after it was, uh, you know, released. But uh, and so, so there, there's a chance of uh, of that happening. The thing is, is that the that the that just the world is so saturated with action stuff. Yeah. But um. But yeah, yeah. The the um. The worry is that you might not get the next one. If it, if it doesn't have legs, you yeah,
2: know? Yeah, I mean, and, and the narrative that gets told about um, failures versus successes, depending on who is in the failure or the success. You know, like the interpretation of this performance is going to be, sadly, because Hollywood is Hollywood, um, there isn't an audience for this kind of content, so we're not going to make this kind of content. As opposed to we did a shitty job of selling this content right like birds of prey is the wrong title for this movie why is this the bird of prey it's not it should have just been like the fabulous fab- emancipation of harley quinn
1: that is the movie that that is the movie that we saw
2: yeah put her name in it you know exactly the character that everybody recognizes but doesn't know birds of prey from from like a fucking hole in the wall exactly
1: um, or you know or don't do it for people like me who like where's barbara gordon <laughs> You're going to do a whole Birds of Prey movie excuse me, without Barbara Gordon. <laughs> I mean, I am not the biggest comic book nerd, but if there's not a woman in a wheelchair in a nest somewhere keeping everything together, then I don't know what this, where, where is this Birds of Prey. You know, there's got to be a nest. Yeah. And there's got to be an oracle in the nest. That's who keeps the shit together. She's talking to everyone. They got a little fucking earpiece in their ear. They talk to her all the fucking time. Yes. Amen. I don't mean to cast aspersions
2: (laughs) on some of her corporate Benefactors. (laughs) Benefactors. <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, shit. I, I hope this, this uh, Walking Dead thing lasts a while, because yeah. I'm never going to work again.
2: No. Yeah, that dude who delivers scripts on Warner Brothers is passing by your trailer. Yeah.
1: Um, he don't like me anyway.
2: Don't like you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Should we get into some fucking news? Yeah,
1: let's talk the news,
2: man. Let's get into the news. All the uh, news that is fit to print. This is uh, this is the part of the show, as Kev likes to say, uh, when I go to the internet and copy paste some shit and then read it out loud. Um somebody's really, got to do it. Somebody's got it's hard work, man. You know what? Like you, you typed that. No, that's copy paste, man. I'm just telling you like that. Oh, these, you didn't these, even these, you didn't even actually type that? No, dude. <laughs> control C, control V. Oh, man. Like return, return, return. I literally
1: when you sent it to me and I, I I was like, wow, he typed all this shit out for me. This is so Yes. Nice. Yes, I did. <laughs> I worked so hard on this today. Oh. It took me like
2: forty-five minutes. Wow. Yeah. All right. No. Um so the so, we you Read a, your bullshit page. <laughs> <laughs> uh or, were you a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog player?
1: I wasn't you know what? I played a little so- sonic, but I, I, I never got like like crazy into it, you know. Mm. I was confused. I've seen <laughs> hedgehogs, done. you know. Fewer. That blue. motherfucker doesn't look like a hedgehog. I did. I. It was. It was. I was just having a conniption every time I would put it on, and and it was, you know, and and I, I would just. I'd never got enough coins. <laughs>
2: That's the story. Yeah, that's the story. That's the story. Yeah, but I, I'm familiar with two kinds of hedgehog: the hedgehog that lives in people's fucking gardens and Ron Jeremy. Neither of which is in this movie.
1: Wait, is, is Ron Jeremy's nickname Hedgehog?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I don't just I just don't need to know shit. All well, right. I'm well, sorry. Yeah, it's all right. But I- if
2: you've ever seen that dude. It you no
1: check no them. that it does check out. <laughs> God damn it! They were you know. all so cute you, before. You at home know. Okay.
2: Like I'm sure right now there's a bunch of like dudes next to their girlfriend. The dudes like I know, and the girls like what?
1: All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know. What? Let's yeah yeah let's let's talk more hedgehog. Uh,
2: so Sonic, the first trailers for Sonic the Hedgehog came yeah. out, and they looked like uh, like shit warmed over. <laughs>
1: they look like Ron Jeremy. They look like Ron Jeremy. <laughs> like he's supposed to be blue. He was like, "I'm so hairy. All you can see all the individual hairs. I know I'm gray blue.
2: Yeah, I'm doing it.
1: Yeah, I know. I didn't want to do
2: that, dude. I'm, you know what? But it's my fault. I'm sorry. This
1: makes sense now. It all does. We've does come it? full circle.
2: Uh, so yeah, the first trailer looked awful because they animated Sonic like he, I don't know what was going on with whoever oh, yeah. thought that was what, you know what, like. they were
1: trying to make him into Howard, the duck from way back, you know,
2: Yes. which worked out so well. <laughs> exactly. <the> uh, <laughs> and so fan outrage, uh, there was a huge hue and cry. And, uh, and so Paramount went back and redesigned the CG models for Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, Rock they did. At great expense. You spread no expense. Uh, the movie came out this past weekend, Valentine's Day. Right. Perfect Valentine's Day viewing. Uh, and made $70 million in its opening weekend. Boom. Um, which, you know, Birds of Prey, 33, Sonic the Hedgehog, 70, okay,
1: whatever. You know what? But Sonic made, made a lot more money. Sonic also cost a lot more money. I don't know that it did. You know what? I'm just going to assume <laughs> that it did. <laughs> Because they had to go and reacquaint Sonic with his body. Mm. And they also had to pay Jim Carrey to put that mustache on. (laughs) Because as a man who has to put on hair for a living, you're going to have to pay me to keep doing that. Fair point. Because although I am grateful and I appreciate it, that shit gets itchy after 17 hours.
2: (laughs) Like a hedgehog.
1: So what I heard Ooh, through no, my, JC about, dropped about in with Sonic you just beamed right down through the a spotlight?
0: um, the bar nerd bar gossip trickle down in Hollywood.
2: Oh, really? Is, is that the this a hive of scum and villainy? Uh, and gossip? Uh, yes.
0: Uh, the marketing company behind Sonic was asked, "How do we make Sonic relevant?" And they said, "Play into nerd rage." They animated Sonic to look like shit for the trailer only. And that they actually released it and then s- nerds rage on the internet and they said, we'll fix it. We'll spend the money to fix it so that people felt like they made a difference and they'd go out and see Sonic.
1: That is some bullshit if I've ever heard it. <laughs> that, that, that is some boss trying to pretend that he was in control of shit the whole time that is some bullshit or Mr and Mrs Sonic you lie or that is
2: some like fucking three dimensional next level like fucking Steven Miller type evil chess
1: it it yes yes it it could be that but more than likely that is that somebody in a pr room somebody was was like don't worry about this we're gonna say this it's gonna be fine i'm I'm just i'm
2: saying man like if that isn't what happened it's going to be what happens next yeah uh, yeah yeah somebody realizes like oh that's some low-hanging fruit Uh we can can make them angry we can be uh there's a there's a a term that gets used in writers rooms a lot called arsonist fireman Or it's you cause problems only to then be the hero who swoops in to solve the problems. Like I set this fire and then, oh, hey, I got my fire van outside. You need me to put out this fire? I'm your fucking hero. Like this is some of that shit where it's like I caused a problem for me to fix to look like a hero and then to engender myself to legions of people who would never see this ordinarily because now they feel some sense of ownership are going to show out to prove that fans should have that final say.
1: Man, you know how many jobs you just saved for me? This is amazing. <laughs> you know, I'm not writing this down because this is being recorded, but yeah, I'm definitely going to remember that shit. Everybody, <laughs> write that down. That's good.
2: Uh, yeah. So Sonic made a shit ton of money. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that there's going to be, if that version of it is true, that. There will be a point like it's the 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 B C A D switch, right? Like Jesus is the the the, the demarcation oh, yeah. zone for there was an old world and now there's a new world.
1: Well, you know what? It's funny because you remember when uh Captain America first Avenger came out and they they brought out like the goofy, you know, uh, you know, uh what do you call it? Um uh not VFW but uh, USO? USO version of, uh, you know, and everybody like lost it and was like all pissed off. And, they, and I remember them think that the, there was something in maybe Entertainment Weekly, I think, where the, where the uh, producers were like, oh, we got them. They think that that's it. You know, and, and, I was, and, I, and I was like, I was like, oh man, you did get me. I did think that that was it. You totally got me. I was like, they've been doing this shit for years. You sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. I love that movie.
2: So
1: good. I've um, been manipulated once again. It felt so good. It did. It mm. did.
2: I love a good manipulation, man. It's the truth. I, I don't do.
1: mind getting manipulated.
2: If uh, if you manipulate me with like goodwill and intent, like Whew, man, Spielberg I'm so glad said you too, said yeah.
1: goodwill and intent because this this conversation is about to get weird. But I mean, I'm sorry. Or, or,
2: is it weird,
1: or is it <laughs> special? It's special. Yeah. It's special. <laughs> welcome to the special.
2: Um, I don't remember what the, Oh, Spielberg is like the king of manipulation. Like, he is just doing nothing but playing us like fucking fiddles. Fiddles. And I welcome it every damn time. It's Even true. when I see it coming. Uh-huh. I'm like, what is this girl with the red dress and shimmers list? Oh, you want me to
1: cry now? Uh-huh. Here you go, Steven. Mm-hmm. You worked for it. Playing <laughs> Edith Piaf <laughs> in the middle of... Uh, of, of of oh, Private Ryan. Hell yeah, we're just gonna sit down. You're for like, a while. how dare you? Listen how dare you find a record player in the middle of this death and destruction? <laughs> <laughs> About to kill just,
2: my. You just want my tears. You're like you some kind of I'm tear a vampire. Mm-hmm. You just want to suck the joy out of my tears. I see it.
1: I see you. How
2: dare you? You just got them bottled up in your house like some kind of crazy gray garden style hoarder. Just walls we, and walls of marked tears that you we were all just for drew 40 Barrymore.
1: Years talking to a robot thinking it's real <laughs> man I need a minute
2: all right all right uh, did you see uh Matt Reeves who's directing the new the Batman picture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, dropped a little like 30 second chum of uh, fucking... little Bonmont e- ejaculate into the into the universe absolutely of, like, look at Batman Woo!
1: Uh, it was a tiny little look. It's just like. hmm You know what? It's like back in the day when, when, when Michael Jackson would jump on stage and be like still for 20 minutes and then just turn his head and everybody go. Wah! Yeah.
2: Also, like for a second, like he looked tough. Yeah.
1: Like yeah. Michael Jackson. Like, like in Smooth Criminal. Yeah. but like... Like, like you could flip a coin from across the room and it land right in, in the slot.
2: He somehow managed to convince a lot of people to do a lot of things, some of which not very good at all. But the world thought he was a badass, like for like eight minutes. Like he's got the bandoliers on, and each of them is made of like gold. He's like the shiniest fucking bandolero dude. I'm like, yeah, really,
1: Mike? You? Yeah, fucking soldier. I'm telling you, he was marching, yeah. leaning, <laughs> so Man. much lean. He was like, he was literally like. He he's like, uh, would you like to read that? He was like, we'll bring it closer. He was like, No need. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, his sister's over there like fucking marching in the rhythm nation,
2: like it's looking like nine times tougher than he ever did. It's but he's true. still like, it's look true. At me, I got he, this glove, right? This he did this, it. Not just like, this glove, it's like a fucking like armband shit, like
1: You know what he was doing.
2: Plus two against dwarves. See? Um, and Matt Reeves took all that information. Way to bring it back. I was trying to find a way <laughs> to circle back to Batman, but you did that. But yeah, so it's it's fucking uh, what's his face, Sparkle Vampire dude, Pattinson, yeah, right? Um, in a in a bat suit and it's all red for reasons that I don't quite understand. Cause sure, for sure. um, but then he was
1: developing photos. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's in his dark room. Exactly, the entire back end is actually just a dark room. <laughs> Alfred, you turn didn't on see the, the, lights. the tongs.
1: If you would pan down lower, you'd see the tongs, and he just flipped the plate paper over. Yeah. Like
2: just the whole fucking row in the back and just pictures hung on it. Exactly. It's just Commissioner Gordon, like in the shower, <laughs> like in his backyard sunning himself, like at the beach.
1: This 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 show writes itself. It's it, easy. It, it really does.
2: It's just called like according to Jim. <laughs> it's like Batman's just fascination according with Jim. Jim Gordon. <laughs>
1: according to Jim Gordon. There you go, man. Saturday uh, nights at eight.
2: My, my favorite part of the Harley Quinn animated show yeah. which I now love to death is that in the and if you haven't seen it it's fucking amazing but there's this bit in the first episode where you meet Commissioner Gordon and Batman for the first time and Gordon is like literally this fucking dude who's like barely holding on to his coffee mug which clearly filled with scotch <laughs> and then like Batman swoops in and Harley's just like he fucks bats <laughs> I bet you that guy fucks bats, doesn't he? And Jim's like, yeah. <laughs> he really does. I go, I don't fuck bats. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> like, I've seen him do it. He fucks all the bats. <laughs> <laughs> and so I do want like the drunk kind of, you know, way on edge ADHD, Jim Gordon, who's been scared on the top of that roof so many times. He's right, just, right. just nervous condition.
1: God damn it. An- another conversation on the roof. Ugh, son of a bitch.
2: Could you not surprise me? Just knock. That'd be fine. Right. Uh so yeah, they made a Batman suit. Yeah. Uh what did you what did you think of that Batman suit?
1: I mean of what I could see, I thought it 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 could be cool. You know? I mean, we didn't even see the top of the cowl. We didn't even see the ears really. We mm. you know, so so it was uh it was it was uh it was a tiny little bit. I thought he I think he's got a great jaw. He's got a for, good jaw for that. He's got the jaw for the role, you know. Um I think that uh, I think that he's been spending uh, his uh, his time doing really interesting, you know, cool and and uh, and varied work, you know. And so I uh, and and uh, I'm I'm kind of excited to to see what comes next. I think uh, I think we're we're all you know pretty in love with this uh, this this one bit of of uh, you know I guess reveal. Mm -hmm. that I do you want to talk about that yeah
2: well it's it's uh the the prevailing theory is that the bat signal the Mm -hmm. bat symbol on on his chest looks like it's made of kind of like wrought metal and some like it's it doesn't look like the regular old fucking like the black and yellow shit we've seen before the big black one or what have you it looks like it's made from another thing and so the prevailing theory is that it's the the gun that joe chill used to shoot his parents He's recovered and welded into the bat symbol itself that he now wears on his chest, which I love to death, and That's I love amazing, it for yeah. so many reasons. But the chief of which is uh, Kevin invented that idea. That's so awesome. Like Kevin, Kevin Smith, you know the guy who's usually there. Who's, yeah. Um, Imagine
1: me whiter. Yeah. Not that much heavier though. Same vegan though. Yeah. Still same, you know.
2: It's, it's all exactly. Like it's beans. practically
1: the same. Yeah. Um, Put a hockey. Shirt on me, and I'm—it's
2: me. A yeah, nice pink blazer, maybe. absolutely. Couple buttons, um, but he and Jim Lee had done a story for the Batman 1000 issue, that—that—that uh, that that was the—the the idea, ultimately behind it is that—that he—it was always an armored chest plate. Yeah, it had been since Frank Miller did it in in Dark Knight Returns, and and Kev's innovation was his masterstroke was. That that armor is made from the melted down revolver that killed his parents. Mm. And so he is keeping that so close to the chest, literally, because it's protecting him from the world and it's reminding him of why he does it.
1: I, I I'm just wondering how many times like Kevin had to write that over because his tears just <laughs> made the, the yeah. ink run, you well, know, well, as again, he was writing it. It's
2: like I need to do that.
1: And this is your mama had his mama's died. And, and it was, oh, shit, it's all gone. It's all gone. And you, oh, man, you just, just a, know.
2: There's a stack of short-circuited-out laptops. <laughs>
1: he cried all over them. <laughs> oh, I'm my like, God. Give me another uh, one. <laughs> I mean, because that came from the heart right there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Um. So even if that's not what that is, I'm going to believe that that's what
1: is. We're all going to believe that that's what Because if it's not, I guarantee you somebody in a PR room is like, trust me, this is what you're going to (laughs) say, Matt (laughs) Reeves. This is what it is. Exactly. That's exactly what you did. You're going to shed tears as you wrote it.
2: No, no, it's the ashtray that Bruce Wayne made when he was seven that he gave to his parents the night before they, no, no. No. It's not that. No. 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 It was
1: made from the pearls that bounced on the, no. No.
2: It was the Revlon hair dryer that he used to use when he was <laughs> no
1: no, no, not that uh blender no yeah no no, so i I'm excited about it i i'm i'm still I'm still waiting for I, I have loved all of the Batman movies, all of them i'm I've, I've, well okay, I have loved aspects of all of the batman movies aspects i, I've, I <laughs> There was one Batman movie that, yeah, I was glad that there was a Batman movie. And then of all the other movies, I I have enjoyed all of them. But I have never felt like, 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 a, like the consummate Batman movie has been made. And so, and so, I and and so I love all of these all of these different versions because 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 they're things that i absolutely love about them because how can you not love batman and uh but but still i'm i'm kind of waiting for for my the one where i'm like this does it this does it all for me. and so uh you know what if if the the crystal penis ends up being the dude who who walks up there and and uh and 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 is the bruce wayne of all our dreams then i'm like go for it i'm i'm excited
2: for a second, I thought, like crystal penis was his, like CIA
1: code word or something. Nah, <laughs> I just I'm just imagining, you know, like Edward running around in the woods, you know, you know, you know, sparkle down, spark, sparkling, and just, 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 you know, free as a bird, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, that's gonna hurt, man.
2: No, nah, it's Chase. I have to imagine. That, that kind of, uh, yeah, that would, uh, that would leave a mark. That would leave a mark. That's oh, all I'm saying. Can't buff that up. Yeah, audience. yeah. So,
1: I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about, about you yeah. know, what comes next.
2: Um, as am I. Um, speaking of Batman, I'm trying to find a way to link all these stories. Just link. you wait. Okay, you do it. Um, I, I had been working with, uh, with Kevin for a stretch on Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> which was a blast. Like, had the most fun ever. Um, and like, I had known he had sent me a text, you know, a couple months ago with like, dude, here's who I think is going to be the voice cast. And I was like, motherfucker, you, they, they won't allow me in their presence. Like I'm not getting invited to the cast and crew party because like half of them, I should have a restraining order again.
1: Right. Right.
2: Because I love them all too much. It's and he was crazy. like, I won't tell them who you are. It'll be fine. Um, and then on Valentine's day, uh, Netflix released the voice cast for this. Fucking bananas! It's crazy. It's, it's so crazy. All right, I'm, I'm gonna read some of these names.
1: Sure, sure.
2: I'll read them all. I read them all. Read, read, why, read Because
1: I did not type them all,
2: and yet I will still read them. No, all.
1: exactly. Because you cut and pasted all of these names. It's
2: hard work. It is. I got the. They
1: ran together a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, wait, where, where does the character start? in the-
2: I got the carpal from doing it, man. <laughs> I got fucking all of it. Uh, I got the power. I can do this. Um, Mark fucking Hamill
1: is playing Skeletor. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I I thought all I was ever going to get out of Skeletor was amazing Geico commercials. And the idea (laughs) that Mark Hamill is going to be doing He-Bed Masters of the Universe is just too good.
2: So fucking crazy. Lena Headey is Evelyn. Um, Fucking Cersei Lannister is Lena. God damn it. Can you believe that? Chris Wood from Supergirl is Prince Adam slash He Man. Nice. Sarah Michelle Fucking Geller is Tila. Awesome. Liam Cunningham fucking the the Onion Knight.
1: The Onion Knight. Man at Arms. Man at Man at Arms was always my favorite. You know why? Because he was my first action figure. Yeah. He was my because I don't know if you remember, but the but the toys came out before the show came out. Oh yeah. And I was like. Man-at-arms. That dude's got all these weapons. He's going to kick so much ass. I have never been so frustrated with a TV show in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was just week after week of him not doing a fucking thing.
2: Uh, Well, Adam,
1: we'll get through this somehow. I'm going to go shave my mustache.
2: (laughs) God, Uh, do something. I will say I think we fixed that for you. Oh, man, I'm so excited.
1: He does like two things. Okay, you know what, that's more, that, you know what, literally. 200% more. 200% more than, more than, the than I space. have ever seen in my life.
2: <laughs> uh, just for you. Uh, let's see, blah, 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 blah. Steven Root from Office Space. Nice. As Cringer. As Cringer. Dietrich Bader as King Randall. Yes. As Crapjaw. Griffin Newman as Orko. Uh, friend of the podcast, Tiffany Smith as Andra. Love it. Henry goddamn Rollins as Triclops. Henry
1: Rollins. I was once on a, on a plane sitting next to Henry Rollins, and I, and I, just, I just sat there, and I, I was just like, this is the best day ever.
2: Tell me a story, Henry Rollins.
1: Exactly. Just, just tell me a story about how you ripped your shirt off and saved the world and couldn't <laughs> tell anybody. You know?
2: Um, Black flag. Black flag. Alan Oppenheimer, who was the original Skeletor, nice, um, is a Mossman. man. Oh, he was in Westworld. Well, he was in Westworld. Wow. Um, Susan Eisenberg. Um, Susan
1: Eisenberg. <laughs> the Wonder Woman of yeah. Wonder Women.
2: The Wonder Woman Wonder Woman is playing Sorceress. Alicia Silverstone from the Nipples Batman and Robin movie. That's true. That's true. That's just how I go to the Nipples movie, where every Batsuit had nipples for reasons that- I just also, also remember
1: that when he put on his, his, his pants- they, 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 they like like clamped on so yeah. that we could see his butt uh-huh. and see the, the, the butt there. and I was just like, how do, you, how do you put those How do you walk in those pants? If, uh, if I remember There's correctly, a latch.:
2: That's also the Batman movie where, uh, where Alfred to boot up some computer program, puts a bat disc in a CD player, and then scratches it
1: like he's a DJ.: Was that the one? Yeah. i thought that was I, I i thought that was is that batman sec- forever i think that was batman the second uh um tim burton batman batman returns, batman returns. Batman returns. Is it returns yeah yeah i think that was batman Re- and i think that was that that burton was actually a piece of shit like that move yeah yeah no I, and, and it was uh and i believe it was uh michael keaton doing the, doing the
2: uh, 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 uh. oh i don't know about that
1: i'm i'm not uh, i'm, I'm I, I, I think it might have been
2: Am I? Was it fucking Michael Keaton?
1: You know why? You know what? Because this is one of those times where, where I was, I, if I was in college or I was in, in high school, and it was on HBO or Showtime, and it played 400 times. Mm. And so I've watched that movie more times than I can think.
2: I will just say, cocaine is a hell of a drug.
1: It is. <laughs> it's true. And because yes, yes sh- I did have a Jerry Curl in those days.
2: So many bad decisions. <laughs>
1: so many. I movies.
2: know. All those movies, mind you. Uh, okay, Lisa Silverstone as Queen Marlena. Right. Uh, Justin Long Not as Robato.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, Jason Muse as Stinkor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love it.
2: Phil Lamar. The great Phil Lamar. Great Phil Lamar. Great Phil Lamar as Hero. Awesome. Tony Todd as Scareglow, Globe. Candyman. Of course. Oh man, the Candyman. Summer as Priestess. Mm. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson as Beast Man. All right. Kevin fucking Conroy as Merman. Oh, nice. And one Harley Quinn Smith as Elena. Oh,
1: yeah. Harley Quinn Smith as Harley Elena. Quinn
2: Smith. That's beautiful. That uh, that cast is fucking bonkers, man. That is awesome. I don't I don't know what to do with it. I'm telling you, like, there's you know what? House.
1: It's going to be crazy.
2: I'm just glad that I didn't know who was playing these characters when I was writing my episode. (laughs) Because then it's like, oh, shit. Let me give the Onion Knight some shit to say. I
1: got a feeling they're going to be so far from whoever you think they sound like. You know what I mean? But still. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible.
2: And also, it's like, hey, so when are they recording the lines for my episode?
1: I'm going to just swerve on up there. You really should.
2: Hey. You've got to check that out. How you doing, Buffy? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you go ahead, you read that. Right? You got that shit. I All know. Right. I know. You sub Cersei? Kill
1: it. Cersei. This, this is such a crazy cast. It's amazing. I don't understand any of it. It's going to be awesome. You know what? He-Man brings the people together. Really does. You know it. what I mean? He has the power. He has the power. And you know how you have the, you know you have the power? Because in that, in that show, he ran and jumped. And did like a, a little a little somersault, you know, roll, and then kept running again. In every episode of He-Man: Masters of the Universe, there was that one that 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 one moment where where he would he would be running and, and doing some action thing, but it was the same goddamn moment for four years. Oh
2: man, they animated it well once, and they once, once
1: and they were like, That's control it. C, control V, just
2: do that shit every fucking every episode. time.
1: That is powerful yeah. to do that like for four years running it, it just keep us yeah. intoxicated.
2: So he's got to get from this place to that place. How are we going to do that, Walt? You know he's going to do Run, it, right? Jump, slide, roll. boom. We use it every day because that's how we make the he-man. <laughs> Time to make him roll. I love it. Um, were you a, a Lucifer fan on the WB and now on uh, not the WB, like there's still a fucking channel.
1: I, did, I, I, I Honestly, it's one of those shows that I never, never got around to watching. I've, I've met Lucifer himself. He's a uh, he's handsome d- devil is what he is. Too fucking handsome. Exactly. Like
2: it's a problem. How handsome he Ridiculously is. Ridiculously handsome. Like he, uh, I do this other podcast called the Battlestar Galacticast uh, mm-hmm. with, with Trisha Helfer, and we're watching every episode of Battlestar Galactica. And so we've had a couple of like uh, friends of the show come okay. on the podcast, and, and she said, Oh, yeah, Tom Ellis is going to be our guest on this episode. It's like, oh, Okay, cool. We're recording at like 11 o'clock in the morning, whatever, it's fine. Motherfucker shows up, clearly just woke up. Looking like the fucking Prince of England, I mean, like his his hair was just tussled. You know like, what? just fucking that right.
1: Goddamn accent! I swear to God. Like,
2: like maybe hadn't showered in two days, but it still smelled like fucking musk. Oh, like, absolutely! Like I'm starting to feel some shit. Of course not. And you then are. like you know, just like smokes. Like so now he smells like it's.
1: I'm like, how how do you walk through the world like this? Yeah, easily. That's yeah. how he does it. Yeah, easily. Like not fair. Yeah. Exactly. Like, what do you desire?
2: Everything you want me to it, dude. It's
1: I mean, like John Hamm and 30 Rock, people just giving him shit on the street. Yeah, you know in what the I mean? Bubble. Exactly. He's in the are bubble. you a doctor? No, which here you are now.
2: <laughs> it was uh it was it was humbling and also like I should not be in rooms with people like that right. and attempt to maintain some sense of self. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, now when I just go and eat all the Twinkies <laughs> and a gun because too much. But you made it. But you made it. And, and apparently Clearly, Lucifer. I'm here. And Lucifer, which had been uh, supposedly only going to go five seasons. Um, Netflix had picked them up after, the, uh, after Fox had canceled it. They went a season. Then they went another like half a season. Right. And they're like, "I right, we're done. Psych. And so now they're coming back. They're in negotiations to do one more year of Lucifer on Netflix.
1: Could he have perhaps made a deal with the devil? that's so exciting man that, that's exciting i mean i because i've i've had uh young justice was one of the shows that that um that that i've been a part of for a long time we we did it for two years it uh it got canceled and uh because of fan support and netflix and everything was raised from the dead and came back you know the uh you know for some reason i i, I haven't lost my head or or anything or they walking down, I mean I I I I'm on I'm on all of all of these you know odd shows that like Teen Titans that that you know we did 5 fabulous seasons you know and and then it's supposed to be over and you never hear from it again and then, and then, uh, and then we do a couple of shorts, you know, uh, two years later, and then uh, a year after that, we start doing Teen Titans Go. And then, uh, and then people remember that that uh, I was okay at doing Cyborg, and then they, I, I do Cyborg in, in all of these different iterations. So, uh, so there there is something lovely about the, the world we're living in now that that people are dying for that content, and uh, and nothing's truly dead if some if we still really love it. And uh, and and there's something beautiful about about uh, nostalgia and uh, and and having that that power as a people, you know, when something's truly great, to never never have to let it go. You can always find it. It's beautiful.
2: I feel like that's what Captain Kirk said at Spock's funeral <laughs> in Wrath of Khan. Like never met anyone so human. Human.
1: He's Absolutely. never really
2: gone as long as we remember him. Absolutely. Well done. Um, I'm excited for it to come back because I like that show quite a bit. Um, it is not it's funny. like I, I like the Lucifer comic book, the Neil Gaiman mm. um Lucifer book that came out from vertigo. And the show's not that. Right. And it took a little while for me to adjust to the fact that one was not going to necessarily have to be the other, right. And it found its own stride, and it became super fucking fun. And the cast gels really well with each other. And it just became a I kind of want to have a good time, right. Like I don't want to be taxed by it. I don't want to be thinking too hard about it. Not that it's like not very well done, and not that the crimes and it. it's a procedural. It's a police procedural. Right. It is the only one of those I watch, um, because I just I I like the people in it, and there's something to be said for like I can go and watch that show and feel comforted by people that I'm familiar with, and and that is no small thing. That's cool. That's in cool. A, in a crazily fractured entertainment landscape where there's 500 TV shows on the
1: exactly, one. and that's the thing, you know, with and and this this conversation is going to give me. You know, is, is my I literally if I had if I wasn't watching Birds of Prey because I was I, I had flown back into town yesterday Ooh. or actually on Sunday. And so uh, no, no, no. It was early Monday. And uh, and I was and, and I was going to go see birds of prey uh yesterday and i was gonna start watch i was gonna watch a few episodes of lucifer today just so just just <laughs> for this and so so this is literally my introduction i'm excited to, no, to check it out it's worth it um, yeah you know
2: and i don't imagine you will hate yourself uh looking at tom Ellis oh i won't hate I myself
1: i hate you that's fine if you yeah if you fuck this up for me but i got a feeling you know we we, we got a similar vibe yeah like, it's oh, gonna or, be fun you know you can find me maybe, yeah I, you know to hate me in Earth person can, i'm gonna I'm follow you own I ain't got no place to sleep.
2: <laughs> exactly. I watched *Loser*, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I want my money back. What's in I the fridge?
1: <laughs> I can only eat chickpeas. <laughs>
2: yeah. Bring me all of your hummus. Uh, were you, as I was, as I'm imagining most of us were? Um, and still are. Fucking not just didn't die. He just disappeared for a while. Sure. A Rick Moranis fan. Of course. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, like there's, there's so much of my childhood that is like Rick Moranis based. Absolutely. And, uh, and then he kind of just like up and disappeared a while ago.
1: You know what? There's something beautiful about, about someone in this business who disappears of their own volition, Mm -hmm. you know? Who who has has enough success to be able to take care of his and his own, and is like you know what? I'm gonna take that time. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy you know my family and everything. And that's that's what what uh pretty much what he did, right? Yeah,
2: like around like the, the late '90s, he was just like you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I just kind of want to raise my kids. I want to have my life. I want to live in the middle of some place that's not L.A. and just fucking you know be me. Um, and that, you're right, there's something super admirable about it. Like, he found a piece. Right. He's living that piece. Exactly. Um, I
1: mean, you do Sigourney Weaver, you shrink a couple of kids, you get the hell out of town.
2: What more can you... You were already a giant dog. I'm one. telling you. Um, Disney managed to pull him out of his sanctum sanctorum and uh, and drag him out of retirement to go and do another Honey, I Shrank the... Uh, whatever's. Right. Movies. Um, for like a full-on fucking theatrical movie. Not like Disney Plus. Not like right. some... And I'm like, I'm I'm torn on it because again, like that dude had he had already gone to his Valhalla, right? Right. He was like, listen, man, I found my warrior's respite, and I'm like knitting or making fucking honey or like masonry, whatever his hobbies are. Listen,
1: if Daniel Day Lewis has taught us anything, okay, it's that actors truly being retired is some bullshit. Okay, that joke has been retired more times than. Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis.
2: <laughs> I think I think Brits do it more than anybody. Like right. Anthony Hopkins has been retired like every third year. Is like I'm fucking done with this, right? And then it's like, hey man, would you like to play Odin again? <laughs> yes, I would.
1: Of course you would, <laughs> because the, you know, because the, the truth is, the thing about a uh, thing thing about acting is is that, uh, is that you don't really retire from acting because because the job of acting is getting the job. The job of actually doing the acting, that's not work. Even when it's hard, it's not work. It is the best feeling you could possibly have as, a, as, as, an, as an artist, as a, um, because, because, because all they're asking is that you, you take that piece of yourself, that piece of yourself deep down, and just be honest and give it. It's just about giving at the end of the day. And so, and so when somebody asks an actor to get out of retirement, it's, it's just about giving that, that piece of yourself. Mm. And, uh, and, and uh, the, the hard part is, is getting from Burbank to Santa Monica. The hard part is sitting here and talking to people you don't want to talk to. The, the hard part is all of that sorry. bullshit. Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> the hard part. There's all of that, but the, but, but the, but at the end of the day, the acting itself, the, the, the point of that is the, uh, you never really get, give up that because the truth is, 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 is you're living that on a daily basis. You're still a storyteller, you know. You never stop being that, you know. And so, uh, and so, I'm excited for him because, uh, because the, because he wouldn't come back if he didn't really want to, and uh, and and he gets to go back. He, there's a great white north when he's done you know <laughs> very nice thank you thank well you well
2: done uh all right last last story and it's less a story just more i'm kind of psyched for this thing to exist cool is that there's a loki show we yes. all know there's a loki show right um gugu mbatha raw yes. is joining the cast of loki i love it which suddenly makes it like 25 percent more thing i was gonna have to have in my sure. eyes soon because I'm that listen, like there was a chance I had. I was working for the LA Times, and uh, and she had made some movie, it wasn't very good. This Free State of Jones, okay. she made a movie with Michael, uh, Michael McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey, some like Civil War thing, which whatever. Um, but they were like, Hey, do you want to interview her? And I said, <laughs> Is there a word that is both no and yes at the same time? Sure, because yes, she's fascinating and she's got a really interesting career, and then no. I can't be in a room with somebody who looks like that all the time and then me just be this fucking troll who like walks through the world like in jeans that don't fit right like I think it's bad for me. Did you pull it together
1: though? No. No?
2: No. Second time I did that. Oh bro. I had a chance to interview Idris Elba and for the same reason I was like can't do it I can't like walk in there realizing that we are both A the same species and B the same age. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and be like, how did these two things fucking happen? And then like carry on with my life after that. Like that's not a thing that happens. Like, no. I, I gotta I gotta be able to hold my head up and not just be like, oh, it could have been that.
1: I gotta appreciate the honesty though. I mean no. You know what? You know what? If if any of us can know anything in this world. Know thyself. <laughs>
2: know thyself. Know thyself. Know those rooms you can walk into and then walk out of. Right. With some semblance of yourself intact.
1: Oh my god. Those
2: two are rooms that I could not have escaped from. I hear you. And like led a life.
1: I hear you. Awesome.
2: Oh uh, well uh,
1: this s- is this is amazing. This is amazing. I'm all for it, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. If we can if if we can inject more black people into Norse mythology, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs>
2: Like that that's when you do like the, the, the Cosby know? jello like mm. Absolutely There you go Too soon too, way too soon Yeah there we go All right we'll cut that out JC we're cutting the Cosby bit because nobody needs that Yeah and we're back See that'll be like everybody at home is gonna be like what did they cut out and then you'll be like I'll need the to house. Know. Like, if you're in the house this is why you buy tickets because exactly. you get to see what we cut out when we're like we don't want the world to see that <laughs> and we're back just keep doing that all the time lots <laughs> of edit points i'm starting to
1: figure out how this shows right.
2: yeah no we got this uh that is all the news that is fit to print my friend mm. um that is exciting that is exciting and That's so exciting. now we come to the part of the show that is my favorite part of the show um jc did you give me the the magic tickets you pulled out from under the fucking keg in the back
1: that was the so se- weird.
2: The secret hiding spot was like—I swear—there are tickets back here somewhere.
1: What kind of picture do you have on these? What's happening? We, we did—that's these people. Okay, okay, they have clothes on. I was wondering what's happening here. Uh, It's—it's—they're—they're all—they're wearing beige. Everybody's wearing beige. It's the Hedgehog Cinema.
2: Yeah, there you where go. Well, nobody's got clothes on. Um, right. Thanks to our good friends at uh, Brett Deacon at 40x and ScreenX, we have tickets to hand out for people who ask us the best questions that. Both of us can answer. Um, so ask me nothing about CG Tigers. Um, maybe don't ask him anything about Carnival Row. Um, you, not can that ask I... me, you can ask me one question about Carnival Row.
1: Sure. Did you watch it? No. <laughs> <Answer>. <laughs> Moving on. I did watch Carnival Row. Did you? Yes, yes, I did. Man, you you put uh, you put some fairies in, in in anything. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> we almost got there. <laughs> Almost got there. Uh, but yes,
2: so NJC, uh, our man behind the spotlight, will pick out some handy victims uh, to ask us some questions. So hey, man. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, good, good. What's your name?
1: Uh, my name is Harut. Harut. Nice yes, to meet sir. you. Very I like good the to shirt. meet you, sir. First off, Mr. Payton, thank you very much for coming into to our wonderful lair. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you for having me. I, I love your shirt, man. Thank you. Got it at the Funko store. I love it. So my question is, what type of show or movie would you like to see being rebooted in today's time? And I will give you my perfect example of today's time that we really need to see rebooted.
2: Okay. Shoot. Well, what's yours? Yeah, yeah, what's yours?
1: First off, I definitely would like to see a new Captain Planet reboot because in this time, what we're seeing right now, we need to see what's been going on with climate change and all these deniers who are saying that's not true, but we know the real truth. Right. Captain Planet. All right. Uh
2: anything, cartoon live action? It's open.
1: D. All the above.
2: Um, I, I would kind of dig a Bionic man. I think, I, I think that there's, there was a great issue of a, of a comic book series called Global Frequency, um, which if you've never read is fucking phenomenal. Warren Ellis, uh, a bunch of rotating artists, but it was like an anthology. Every issue was a different story. Um, but they did one issue about, which is fundamentally the Bionic man who the implants didn't take right. And it's mm. like, what happens when your body's not your body? What happens when you wake up and you look in the mirror and you don't see the you that you used to see? Like, what does it do to your mind when you're not the version of yourself that you're most familiar with? And so that sense of, we are we are as a society, as a culture, as all of it, beginning to incorporate far more alien materials into our bodies, like be it like implants or or replacements or upgrades or skin grafts or I got a titanium hip oh yeah I got a, this thing oh at what point does it become I'm no longer the me that I used to know um and some of it is not by my desire you know like the shit that happens to Steve Austin was not his choice like he went down in a in a, in a fucking accident and woke up with this shit in his body and what is your perspective on that stuff as a person? And then you're asked to like do superhero shit, like, oh, now you're a secret agent. Like, motherfucker, I can't recognize my feet. And you're telling me I gotta go and like defuse an atom bomb somewhere? Like, I think that, that the, the, the core question that every character is wrestling with in anything is, who am I, why am I here, and what do I want? And if that person's very sense of himself is so fucked up beyond recognition, those questions get really, really interesting of like, what do I want? Do I want to not be this anymore? Do I want to do good with this? Do I want to do bad with this? Like, what happens to your moral compass once you're no longer yourself? Um, so I would watch that show. Um, I would also make that show, Hollywood. <laughs> Give me money, and I'll make your show for you. Um, but that, that's mine.
1: I feel so Kevin right now. <laughs> I feel so fucking Kevin. just want to crawl underneath this scum and villainy bar and try and
2: just constancy. exactly. Just sit just
1: down here with all the droids that they won't let out. <laughs> <laughs> and say, I'm trying to, right? Right, <laughs> like I'm cyborg really shut up, man. Just wait for everybody to go home so we can get the fuck out of here. You just shut up. Oh man, uh, let's see. I, I have, um, I only have like joke ideas like manimal um dude don't fucking joke dude i would watch Manimal. i loved manimal growing up i was i literally was i remember when 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 manimal got canceled and i was like how did manimal get canceled he turns into like four things but for me i was like everybody's watching this show obviously it's on my TV every so- for Friday or Saturday or whatever the hell it is. Cause we had nothing else to do, so they could do like Friday at eight. We're like, I'm on Friday at eight. Exactly. Everybody's watching Animal. How could they possibly have canceled this 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 juggernaut of, uh, of popularity? Simon
2: McCorkendale needs to work,
1: dude. Yeah, I remember when he was like, he was like, I can't turn into a panther. So I need to, I need to go go to a martial artist who's gonna teach me the Panther style. And see, he would roll around and be like, ah, 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 you know, and then finally by by the end of it, he was like, I could turn into a panther.
2: I used to love it because Stan Winston did all the effects for yeah. that. And so, like, and it was very much like the He-Man we're tucking and rolling. Yeah. Every time he turned into a thing, it was the same fucking footage. Like, I'm a hawk. Same hawk footage. Same hawk, like absolutely. fucking these fingers, which is the longest. Like, it's mm-hmm.
1: paws, paws happening. Same, Same fucking hawk, yeah. paw footage. Same snake footage. All about it. Oh it's, my god. Yeah, yeah. So no, I mean honestly, and I, love, I, I love me some animals.
2: And I love crimes that can only be solved by a dude who turns into animals. Dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a very niche sort of detective <laughs> agency. Like he gets
2: one call a year. Exactly. Like, but that you listen, know, what? some dude stole my panther. Can maybe you find it? Of course I there? can.
1: That'll be $250,000. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like so One job a year. Yes. So, so Manimal, I, you know, it's a joke, but not really. I stand by that. I would man. like to see Manimal. I would also like, uh, you remember Mantis? Yeah. yeah. Fuck I would yeah. Like, I would like to be Mantis. I feel like I would have a better run than Mantis had. Mantis had this crazy Mantis run, and I just, every time, he, I was like, this is so awesome. This is going to so, stop running. Stop running, Mantis. Why are you running like
2: that? I mean, to be fair.
1: He like, was running like a Mantis?
2: He was, running, <laughs> he was running like a dude who hadn't run in like 15 years because he was like a paraplegic. It's true. So like, clearly he's not going to Jesse
1: Owens that shit. No, he just you Jesse Owens, Owens that again. shit. You know what? You, you know what? We have suspended our disbelief at this point. You can Jesse Owens that shit.
2: Maybe Carl Lumley was not a good runner. Well, you know would,
1: oh, You know what? I'm not gonna blame it on him. I'm gonna blame it on the stunt man. <laughs> I'm gonna blame it on the stunt man. But but uh, but yes yes Mantis. I I would I would love a good Mantis reboot. You know okay. And while we're at it, yeah. you know what? If I'm gonna get let's if we're gonna it. get honest, Just fucking do it. Misfits of Science. Do you remember Ooh. Misfits of Science?
2: You're being saucy.
1: I'm sorry, man. I'm going back to childhood. I'm going back to baby times. All right. Misfits of science. You know the dude would, when he would uh the the, the, the tall guy who would get real little mm. and then the uh and then dude who would grab the grab the the electricity and he could shoot for a little bit and uh Courtney Cox <laughs> who didn't I do anything I, she, ca- I can't just... remember what she did, but she was very Courtney Cox. Well she just danced with every rock she had, star. She, she did. She had that. she had that she had that um a that uh bob. Yeah, yeah, that Springsteen, little mm-hmm. little Bob haircut, absolutely. Courtney Cox and and people around her doing misfits of sciencey shit. I love.
2: Basically, it's like, listen, guys, I just want the 1986 NBC lineup. Exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly. Greatest American, yeah. greatest American Hero. I want to do Greatest American Hero. Can I do Greatest American Hero? Oh my God, I can grow the hair. I swear to you, give me like, give me, give me 18 months. I can do it. <laughs> That William Believe model, it or not, I can do it. In the hair. Yes.
2: I, I would watch that in a fucking heartbeat.
1: Man. Boom. Oh, you know what? I was always, I was like, I was like, he can't be that bad at flying the entire, you know, you know, run of the, sh- at some point he's got to even that shit out. You know, just nope. stop swatting flies the whole time. You know, let's have a progression. This is going to get better
2: right he's, he's always like the kid who just learned how to ride his bike yeah like and then apparently forgets that he just learned how to ride his bike every time total amnesia <laughs> that's a part of the show we didn't really get
1: into yeah it, is that i was like got... i was like he's gonna be better this episode
2: nope retrograde amnesia never every fucking episode like what happened we just wiped him clean
1: it's true you it's know true
2: shit. he shit himself in that suit he forgot how to do that too
1: man i thought i had no answers apparently i got answers so there we go. Did we answer your question, sir? Absolutely. Excellent. Thanks. Come and get some tickets, man. Come and get your tickets. No, no, no. Come no. yeah, and get your tickets. Go
2: go up. Get yeah, back up. Beep, beep, beep. Don't forget your Grab tickets, Grab those man. tickets. Thank, Thank you. you, man. Hey, man. Hey. What's your name? Marcus
4: Ortiz. I uh, just came out here from New York. I listen to the show all the time. And... Oh, oh, welcome good. aboard. Thank you for coming
2: yeah. out. As of right now, you have uh, you win the I was furthest away before I came, so good job. That's true. What part of New York?
4: Uh, I live now in Westchester, but I grew up in the Bronx. And,
2: oh, and the boogie down, represent. Yeah. Nice, welcome aboard.
4: So this is actually sort of along those lines, uh, thinking about how hip hop culture has sort of um, you know proliferated into media, mm-hmm. um, the intersection between uh, nerd culture and sort of minority hip hop cultures. Emerging, even with like your influence on Miles Morales and uh, other takes, but it's still sort of not really a thing yet. Um, so I guess this is more of a.
1: I got a story. I got a story I got to tell you about oh, Miles Morales. I right. got a story I got to tell you about Miles Morales. Right now. I got to tell you right now. You stay right there. There's a good story okay. because I've been. I was meaning to like talk, tell you about this in a more private setting, but fuck it, we're here. Am I gonna cry? No, no, it's just sure? I may cry. Okay, I may okay. cry,
2: or then I'm gonna cry. Okay, and then she's so, cry. and then it's gonna be a whole fucking thing.
1: It's so it's so okay. crazy, man. Okay, so six years ago, I did uh, this this pilot uh, of um, of Powers before Powers, the the uh, the the Sony mm-hmm. PlayStation show came out. They did a they did one for FX right. uh, uh, Powers, and that's when I I met Brian Michael Bendis. And that was right, as literally there were there were like you know Fox you know was was all up in arms that that Spider-Man was gonna be black and and uh, all of this in the in the comic books and everything and and I was I was writing with Brian Michael Bendis, and um, th- this is literally like the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. It, it's 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 the tiniest little thing because I grew up. I grew up. Spider-Man was my favorite by far. He he was he he was you know everything marveled to me because, because he wasn't big in life. He was he was he was this tiny little I mean not Miles but but uh, but Peter Parker, mm-hmm. tiny skinny little kid. But when he put a mask on, he w- I was shy growing up. Believe it or not, I was shy growing up. But if I got on a stage, if I got on something, I came alive. And I love spider-man for that because he was just a nerdy little kid he put that that thing all of a sudden he had the quips he could do all the stuff and i and he was skinny like me he I mean, it was like it was like i was i could be in that suit and when i was a kid i would tell my brian michael bendis when, when we were when we were driving to set he was like man i'm getting all of this blowback you know all of these people are talking shit about about this character and uh and i said and i said you, you, have, you have done this incredible thing for me, and, uh, and, and I just want to tell you, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't listen to anybody, because, because when I was on the playground, and they'd be like, "You can't be Superman and you can't be Batman because they're, bl- they're, they're white, they're, they're white or they're, they're this or they're that. And I was like, "Fine, I'm Spider-Man." And they were like they were like, "You can't be Spider-Man." I was like, eh? you don't know who Spider-Man is. You don't know who' he's Spider-Man when he, when he puts that thing on. Because anybody can wear that mask. I can be that mask. Anybody can wear that mask. And, and this, that's what I told Brian Michael Bendis years ago. I forgot all about that conversation. And then I read an article when Brian Michael Bendis was talking about Miles Morales. And, he was, and they were talking about this movie that was coming out, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And he was like, well, I, I was, uh, you know, we've been working on this thing, and uh, and I years ago, you may not, you know, know this guy, but he does these cartoons, and I was having a conversation with this guy, Kari Payton, when when we were coming out with Miles Morales, and he said, anybody can wear the mask. I'm about to cry right now. <laughs> the point is. You never know you you never know who you talk to what what, uh, what what you say or do i have I'm sure I have affected many people on many levels because I've met them all my life but to me to have to have affected even in the tiniest I, I actually didn't affect anything i just I just said, "Go forward, what you're doing is right go forward that's that's all i did but 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 I did it for the character that I grew up seeing in myself more than anyone. And uh and and to and to have I can't even remember who sent me that that article. I think it was just somebody who sent it to me on Twitter. And uh and I, I I I sat there and tears ran down my face. And I thought that I thought to myself I thought to myself, this is all I got into this business for. You know, was that 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 uh that I could that that I could affect somebody and then they in turn affect me back. But I just I I, I Knowing your whole story with 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 Miles Morales and and I and and when I read I was like I was like one day I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him that story and uh, and just how much it's a uh, it's uh, affected me. So That's beautiful. There it is. That's beautiful.
2: Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for showing me. Uh, yeah, like you never fucking know who's know. gonna listen. You never yeah. know who's gonna get touched. You never know how they're gonna get touched. And then every now and again you just plant the seeds. Man. Right?
1: It, my, my my mom years ago I was struggling at, as an as an actor and and my mom was like why don't you just go back to doing theater and do something else because because I uh, you know you you seem you, you were you were happy doing that and I was like I'm happy now mom I'm happy with the struggle and it was the and and she she didn't understand because she wasn't seeing me on the big screen or on TV you know I was just doing like you know guest star stuff and you know commercials here and there and and. Uh, and, and, and I, I, said, I said, Mom, I just feel like there's somebody that, that needs to see me that's in a bigger space than this, this little room. I think it needs to pre- be projected. There's somebody that I'm never going to meet who I need to tell something to. And they're going to hear it because I'm telling it because I can tell it the way nobody else can. And, and, and that thought has always driven me in those in this roller coaster of a fuck. I've been doing this for twenty something years, you know. And and uh, and the thing that, that that keeps me going is there's one person in a dark room watching a a, a lit up box flashing back at them because they need it. It's I mean yeah, it's entertainment, but 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 we need it. Somebody's talking to us through that box, you know. And I. Uh, and that's the thing that, that that keeps us going, and 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 uh, and and that's the thing that I always think about. And at the and the and the uh, the truth is, is thankfully because of the Walking Dead, I'm able to do all of these conventions and things. And um, you know, the difference is on stage, you get that immediate gratification. The beauty of those conventions is that people come and they finally tell you. You know, I mean, cancer survivors, people with depression, all of the the, 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 the one that I remember the most, there was this huge dude. He had a big, bushy beard and a big, big white guy. And I was like, okay, here comes my, my walking dead guy. You know, he, he wants, he wants, uh, and, and he pushed over this cyborg picture, you know? And, and, and then I looked in his face and I, I saw it. I was, he was a young guy. He had a big beard, but he was a young dude, you know? And he was like, this got through me through a lot of Bad times in my life. I don't. I don't know what it was, but uh, but but his, his big old arms came out like this, and I, can't, and like, I can't, you know, pick me up, and, and I, I I will never forget that hug, you know, because I I don't know what he's gone through, I don't know what he's gone through, but it got him to it got him to to meet me to this this place mm-hmm. that we are. That's what we fucking do, man. That's what we fucking do. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and anyway, Miles Morales. Mm-hmm.
4: I'm glad the start of my question got to tell that story, because that's amazing. Yeah, me too, brother, me too. <laughs> um, you know, so similar to Miles Morales, and maybe thinking of, like, Miles Morales, too, I'll give you an example of something, like, for me, that was sort of, a, uh, didn't expect it, and then when I saw it, it was amazing. Um, back in the 90s, New York undercover on, on Fox um, was an amazing show, took over what was the typical cop procedural and sort oh, yeah. of gave it uh, a different perspective on it. So for both of you, uh, you as an actor and you as a writer, uh, what's a property that you think either could be you know, taken from hip hop culture and minority culture and brought uh, into a sort of more of a, uh, a science fiction realm or the vice versa, taking something like a Spider-Man and bringing it into uh, more of a hip hop take on it. Um, and then bonus points if you can think of an artist that might be able to score it.
2: Oh, okay. So a thing. So basically, you want me to Hamilton something, right? right? Like find a thing that doesn't inherently feel like it belongs in hip hop, and then bring it into that sphere, or vice versa. Fuck. Um, wow. This is some homework type shit.
1: You know what? I'm I'm gonna go first because you're gonna give you a second because thank you <laughs> because actually, I've already sort of done something like this. Ooh, so it it hasn't. Cheating. And so, yeah, so I'm cheating, and I may be like out in a little something, but but who cares? We we all friends here. <laughs> Don't tell nobody. Um, so so, uh, the cool thing about Teen Titans Go is that is that we have we have garnered enough success that nobody cares what we do anymore. They kind of didn't <laughs> care what we did before anyway. But they really don't care now because because when we went off the rails is when we started to really uh, find things and so um, and so fortunately for me the uh, the the, the showrunner of the show now um, Pete uh, Ryder Michael and I are huge fans of the uh, of the hip hop group De La Soul from like way back in the day and if you don't know about De La Soul it's hard to find their their old stuff because they uh, they they have a beef with the uh with the the people who own the property to to their to their um to their music
2: 3 feet high and
1: rising Three. is
2: filled with so many fucking samples that it's impossible for you like it's yes it, it was that one in Paul's boutique yep. which basically caused them to write laws about sampling
1: literally wrote, wrote laws about sampling and so and so uh and so they've been in in litigation trying to get this worked out forever and so um and so Pete, like I, was frustrated that we couldn't get to the music. And we wanted to write a Teen Titans Go episode about fighting for that music. And we were like, we wrote a, you know, and, 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 uh, and, and Pete wrote a, an episode about De La Soul. And um, the only problem is, is that you had to get, we had to get De La Soul to do it. <laughs> so we called up De La Soul amen <laughs> hello dela yeah and, and, and uh yeah yeah we were we were looking for the soul dela that is and dela answered the answer the phone they uh they all flew down here that we they uh and uh and, and before you know it i mean it is uh we've done music before but never something with a hip-hop bank you know, we've done The Night Begins to Shine and, and definitely done some 80s rock opera kind of things. And so we've taken that rock opera and we've uh, we, we've melded it with hip hop. And so you will see De La Soul in your future.
2: Right. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right. So
1: I'm about to get in so much trouble for that. <laughs> but I don't care, man. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Part of me
2: thinks that like, what, what, one of the defining, at least for me, the defining pillars of hip hop is overwhelming confidence, right? Like every, every rapper, every MC who's coming out the gate is going to tell you why they're so fucking awesome. Like that's, that's, that is the unifying thread that connects everybody from fucking LL to fucking Run DMC to, you know, Jay-Z, like everybody's like, I'm the fucking best. Um... There's this book that I'm pretty sure is like 400 years old by now, if not older, eh, 300 years old, uh, called The uh, Three Musketeers, which is fundamentally about a character named D'Artagnan who thinks he's better than fucking everybody else is. Like, he swans into this town, like, I'm going to get this petty revenge for this thing, and I'm going to duel this dude who's better than I am, and this dude who I'm better than, and this dude. And it's just about duels. It's about this dude who gives himself, like, trouble with dueling a bunch of people, and he thinks he can beat them all, he schedules them like right after each other because he knows he's gonna survive it. Um, and there's fucking sword fighting, and there's fucking daring Do, and there's a fucking, um, you know, countess and a, the evil fucking priest, all of that shit. But I think there's a version of that that's fucking hip hop. I think there's a version of that, that, that sense of I came into this city thinking I'm better than fucking everybody else. And here's I'm going to be both humbled by it and prove my worth by doing it. Um, I wish that you could get the Beastie Boys to do that. Um, mm. Alas, we have no more Beastie Boys, so that's the thing you can't have. Um, I don't know, man.
1: I love you so much.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know it until this moment. But I love you so much for you to bring, you to bring the fucking Three Musketeers and hip hop together. I hope you don't mind man but i I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm going to sleep on your couch tonight <laughs> <laughs> because because i mean honestly the the only thing that you and, and this this is what made made me uh even more excited because because that is an amazing idea, and literally my favorite that the reason that I wanted to become an actor was because in the first grade, I went to see a a community theater production of of uh, and oh God, why why is it uh it it, it leaving me? Um, his name his name is no 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 uh, uh, uh his white plume his no uh, scarlet pimpernel no 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 uh, Cyrano Cyrano there it is. Good Lord, how, how do I live Literally, literally, the, the like like, uh, and the idea that that the three musketeers are Cyrano. I mean, he's so money. He's so money and doesn't even, I mean, and he is so confident about everything, every fucking thing, except that woman, (laughs) except that woman. Mm -hmm. He has supreme confidence. He he will literally win a war single-handedly, but he cannot talk to this woman. It's his cousin. I don't know why they put that in there. That was weird. weird. That was weird. That was fucked up.
2: I mean, I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> Apparently the 1700s
1: was all. Ew, hey, incest. it was like, hey, just go for it, man. Like, take a dip in his gene pool, son. I'm telling you, Roxanne. But, but, uh, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, those, those swords, that confidence, that's beautiful.
2: You know, I mean, it's it's the thing that, that I loved about the Baz Luhrmann version of Romeo and Juliet, mm. which is like we're dueling, but they're not really duels. No. Like we got we got we have rapiers, but that's the make of a gun. It's it's yeah. like. Recontextualizing the thing that we already know to be there, in a different way, and yeah, just fucking this yeah. this this dude from fucking Georgia comes into Harlem and like wants to fucking sway, and has to go up up against the three MCs that fucking hold it down.
1: Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's super fucking. Yeah, funny. I love that. I love that. Yeah, my my literally my favorite Leonardo Caprio moment is when when he 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 takes uh, Tybalt's gun and puts it on his forehead, mm. and dares him. And dares him with tears in his eyes. You know, it was like, it's not about the fight. Mm -mm. You know, it's not about the fight in here. It's about the fight up here. That's
2: the first time I saw Harold Perrineau in anything. Oh, wow. And and his prince of... uh, It's so beautiful when he's like, you know, because he gets fucking stabbed and he's about to die. And he's like, you know, ask for me tomorrow. You'll find me a grave man. Mm. And he's like smiling through it all because he knows that he just did this for his brother, for his friend, and doesn't even want to tell him that he's dying. But... Still can't keep it a secret. Sure, right? sure. It's that fucking wordplay. Like it, just, it breaks my heart every time.
1: So good. So um, good.
2: So that then Dude. is what I do. But fucking great question, man.
1: Great question. Thank you. Great question.
2: Repping the boogie down. Come. If you're still in town, go see a movie. Take care. Hey, man. Oh Hi. How
1: Hello, you how are doing?
0: You? Oh, my gosh. I'm a little nervous. Um, Star
1: Labs, man. I love it. Star Laboratory. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: it's great, right? I love the For show. What's your name? Uh, Yusuf. Yusuf. Yeah, Welcome aboard. Yeah, it's great. Uh, well, I love both of you guys really a lot, and I really made an effort to come out here because, like... Well,
1: thank you thank so you, much, man.
0: Like, Mark, your journalism, like, uh, talk about, like, black culture and, like, media and everything like that really made me think about my own culture you know i'm arabic and i think of how that reflects on like so media itself because you know everyone that looks like me wants to like blow up this country so it was like which some
3: is a huge problems yeah, someday, some days. yeah exactly right?
0: uh, but of course that's changing you know but like i just i just love your journalism skills i love your writing Thank you. um i love the way how you articulate things and like the importance of everything else and i just like love reading you like to death and I even love the episodes that you write as well in television. It's just, just like extraordinary. And Kari, like, I feel like I never really truly became a fan of you until T-Titans Go, just because, like, it showcased more of your range. Like, in one episode, you could be, like, a preacher of the gospel of TV. And in another episode, you could be the child, like, co- wondering why you're so adorable, you know? It's just like, you constantly question that. It's just, like, it's just like, you as an actor just, like, showed so much, you know? just like, man, this guy could, like, do anything. And I'm a huge fan of Young Justice, so, like, everything in... All the twenty characters you're playing, Young Justice, is just like fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Yeah. So, like, my question, I guess, is a is a bit of a challenging run, right, for both of you. I was always wondering, like, Mark, if you were to create a character that Kari could play, what what kind of character would it be? And since Kari, since you're a writer, you could like, you know, jump in and like, you know, uh, help him with this. And like, what would what kind of catchphrase? Rakari could deliver, and I would love to hear that catchphrase coming out of you. A
1: catchphrase? A catchphrase. Where's my Hasta la Vista baby? Wait, do I need to write a, a, a catchphrase for, for Mark? If you want to.
2: I, just, I mean, that's the way that this, this. works. So I gotta go back. So you I, know? Gotta, I gotta create a character that you can play with a catchphrase, and then maybe you gotta go catchphrase for the character that you're gonna write for me to play? Hmm. All right. <laughs> i know the catchphrase
1: you know the catchphrase i got the catchphrase here's you. the thing i don't have the catchphrase yet but i have i have a the beginnings of a character okay see that's and where i'm falling down yeah but yeah my my char- and, and, and here's the weird thing it's the beginnings of a character mm-hmm. the character is you're a you're an orchestrator
2: okay of like music like a conductor, or no, no,
1: but but it's uh you play an organ. Okay, that guy that was weird. You play a a piano device. Okay, all right. I swear to God, you people. Um, that that uh, that when you play it, like like uh, it like the tendrils of the of the sound like like uh like have an influence on the world.
2: That's delightful.
1: But I'm, but I'm still working on the, on the catchphrase because right now it's melodic. It's not... Okay. You know?
2: Ah, fuck. Because I got the catchphrase and I don't want to give up the catchphrase. I just got to find a way to get... All right, you know what? Fuck it. Um, give it to me. Write what you know. Um, you're, a, you're a struggling writer, a struggling playwright. I love it. Um who has this one idea that you can't seem to get any traction on.
1: How'd you know? <laughs>
2: um, but you're, uh, you, you keep on like, getting closer and closer and closer, but there's, there's something about you that's unwilling to compromise that idea mm. that, that, that causes you to slide back down. So it's a little bit of a, a Sisyphusian, like I could, I could do this if you just let me do it the way I know I need to do it. And then your catchphrase, <laughs> is like because your friends are all like dude just fucking take the money just take the money dude just fucking get that thing up there and you keep on saying i won't do it until i know it's right and then when it's right i'm gonna make that white
1: boy money (laughs) 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 you gotta make that white boy money son (laughs) i love it i love it i love it about to make that white boy money
2: almost like uh Always want to like name a production company to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hello, white boy money.
1: White boy money. <laughs> Absolutely. You Call me what back I'm when for? you the white boy money. Hey. I have your catchphrase. Okay. I have your catchphrase. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay, because your your character is is this uh person who is he's he's uh in a it's. It's not a church, but it's like a church because you're you've got, got this organ, these pipes, are filled and you and when you play it it it, uh, it influences so, something out there somewhere, mm-hmm. and uh and you and you sit in front of this uh th- this instrument and and uh, and I see whoever is needing your help, you know they they've come they finally found you and they have to explain to you, you know what you have to do, in order to uh you know what they need what needs to change what happens and they and they're kind of yelling at you telling you trying to convince you and uh, and you tell them you tell them finally leave me alone just let me play
2: that's cool just let me play just let me play
1: i feel like that's what they need to do man you know, they they need somebody needs to give you a deal and just let you play All Right.
2: All right, I'll take it, and I'll make that white boy money.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And then you can cast me, and we can both make that white boy money.
2: Excellent. Yousef, does that answer your question?
0: Yes, it does.
1: I believe. Come on, get it. Come on down.
2: Come have some tickets. All right, we got one last set of tickets. Hello, Hello, camper. Mr. Ryan Fung, how are you? Pretty well. How are you guys? Uh, I know Ryan from the
1: internet. Oh okay.
2: Um he works on The Walking Dead.
1: Uh yeah, you've got you've got a yeah, yeah, those those sweaters don't come, <laughs> come in. Are, yeah. are they uh do, do do they have the 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 thumb holes? Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Damn, yeah, look yeah, at they... You. All right. All right. Yeah, he works in the writing staff. Oh, okay, very good. Very good.
2: In the room where it happens. In the room uh, where it happens. In the oh, assistant. room where it happens. Also, this motherfucker, hold on before we get into this question. Uh I I and he are also, we bonded over Hamilton, right? Nice. And uh, because why wouldn't you? Yes. And then when Lynn Miranda was like, I'm gonna do it again. I'm going to Puerto Rico. You wanna come see Hamilton with me in the lead again? You gotta come to Puerto Rico. And I'm like, oh, I can't make that work. All these logistical shit, whatever. I don't have the time. He's like, I'm going. I'm like, wait, what? And I'm watching his Instagram stories. He's just touring the fucking Puerto Rico, just hanging out, like drinking my ties, which I know they ain't making Puerto Rico, but whatever. And then He's going to see fucking Hamilton.
1: Hamilton in
2: Puerto Rico. And I've hated him ever since.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> 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 it
2: was worth it. Yeah. Um, so, what, what can we do for you for, right? Oh, my question is
1: about rap gifts. Uh, can you tell us about something cool that you got as a rap gift? And can you tell us about something cool that you would like to receive as rap gifts? Like a cool idea for one?
2: Um, rap gifts for those uh, uninitiated are. Traditionally, at the end of a season of television or at the wrap of a production of a movie, um, the, the muckety-mucks or the studio itself will give the people who worked on it some kind of present to commemorate it. Sometimes it's got a logo on it. Sometimes it's got a, hey, you did this thing season one. Awesome. Sometimes it's just like fucking muffins, um, which I'm not knocking muffins. Like, right. They're amazing. Um, the best rap gift I got was um, on Treadstone. I got a mug that you can only get in the Pentagon. That my boss had gone on a tour of the Pentagon to, like, you know, fucking liaise with the people who were, like, we're gonna be making fun of in the CIA, whatever. And he got to shop at the gift shop and brought all of us back, like, official inside the Pentagon CIA mugs, which is pretty fucking rad. Um, The rap gift I'd like to get, um, I am pretty sure that after the first season of Friends, those motherfuckers got Porsches. Wow. So I'd like a Porsche, please. Warner Brothers. I, not like I mean, I know, like a full-size one, too, not like some fucking like Barbie rent a car Porsche or some like remote control. I want a real fucking giant size
1: actual Porsche.
2: I it's a small ask, I know, but I feel like I do good work.
1: My favorite gift. Mm. From a production was actually a play that I did. And I, I got the, I, I pulled this quote up while you talk, mm. because talking because it was, it was, it was, uh, it cost nothing. It was, just, it was just a picture frame and in it was a quote from Shakespeare in Love. And it just says, boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to explain the theater business. The natural condition is one of insurmountable obstacles on the road to imminent disaster. So what do we do? Nothing. Strangely enough, it all turns out well. How? I don't know. It's a mystery. That's that's fucking art, man. And and, and it was just like, right before you go into production, you get that because you're like, how the fuck are we gonna do this? How is all of this going to come together? The truth is, there are hundreds of people from in theater or, or film and TV, and everyone's got to do their job well for this thing, even for a bad movie to get made, is a miracle. So the fact that anything with all of these people caring so much, because we've grown up with this thing, and we all, the from from the prop person to the to the guys who are cleaning up all of the stuff on the street, they are invested. The, 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 there's, a, there's a guy named Ramon, Ramon who uh who works on the on the Walking Dead. He he's the guy that that uh, that that cleans up the underbrush, and uh, and and pulls shit out of out of like, like muddy, dirty crags. He's been working on this show forever, and you look in his eyes, and I was like, man, you know what? I know we're killing you, man. We've been out here for like, for like you know, because we, we go 14, 18 hours. That's how we go. Most, most productions, you know, they top out at 12. We fucking go. We fucking go. And, uh, and, and Ramon looks at me, and he was like, we make magic in eight days, man. Let's do this. And, and that's what it takes, that kind of love, that t- kind of dedication, that is what, what it takes. And the truth is is that it takes all of those people doing this thing because it's insurmountable obstacles to try and tell this story and tell it well in a short period of time. And, uh, and how does it fucking get done? No one knows, it's a mystery, it's a mystery. The love, that's how it happens, that's the way it works. So that little frame. That's that's the thing that I've loved. That's pretty badass. Yeah.
2: Uh and the one that you would want
1: to get? Oh. Do you also want a Porsche? I wouldn't mind a Porsche. I mean if they're handing them out. If they're handing out Porsches, <laughs> I'll take a Porsche. <laughs> Here's the thing that that uh that that <laughs> that uh that that I I got pissed about. Because because uh when I came on on the show The Walking Dead, it was uh it it was a it was an incredible experience, you know, phenomenon that was happening, and uh, and they were like, they they were like, man, this this is crazy. Look at what we got for Christmas last year. And he handed me this black card, and it was from Barney's. and he, and, uh, and, and, uh, and it was uh, Lenny James, Le- Lenny James, the great Lenny James, who uh, who plays Morgan on the show, and um, and he. <laughs> And he was like, how much do you think is on that? How much money do you think is on that card? And I was like, I, I don't know, Lenny. He was like, I don't know either. I've been using it for four years. Literally, he was, he, it was like, I can't remember the exact number, but it was something. It, 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 he, was, uh, he was like, I just not shop at Barney's, you know, but. Whatever. Yeah, my, my daughter was like, let's go, let's buy something at Bond." Bar- All right, fine. And so we, we, we buy a few things, you know. And we're like, just wondering uh, uh, how, how much is on that card. And, and, they, and, and the guy puts the thing in and, and looks at it, and he was like, he looks at the, the screen, and he looks at the card, and he looks at Lenny, looks at the screen, looks at the card, and he was like, could you excuse me for a minute? And he, and he walks away <laughs> with the card. <laughs> There were tens of thousands of dollars on that card. <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars on that card. The next year, I got a lovely coffee pot. <laughs> eight million viewers, eight million viewers went away. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I get it, I get, you know what? I mean, and by lovely coffee pot, I mean
2: literally. You can make tens of thousands of cups cups of coffee coffee. in that coffee pot. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And one day I will.
2: Do you like a French coffee? I will wear
1: that fucking coffee pot out. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, there we go. So so that's what you would like. I do believe that we have answered the question. I do believe we have. To the best of our
2: ability. Did we make you happy, Ryan? Yes. Thank you. Outstanding. Here you go, sir. Uh. Well, shit! Does anybody else have a question? I'm
1: I'm jealous of Hamilton right now. You I have the no Hamilton. Idea. Oh my
2: god! I mean, like, if I could have gotten myself on a like a freighter plane, dude, I'd
1: shiv that. Dude I in remember the night. when that was happening, and I would. I'm. You know what? I literally won't go to see it at Pantages because because it, Pantages is so big and cute, and I, I want that tiny little New York theater, you know, to be able to yeah. to watch it again. I, I I was like, I mean, you can you feel like you can just grab the stage. You can feel them screaming at you. Um,
2: are you going to go see the
1: movie? Did you hear about the movie? I did. That? I did hear about the movie. I just saw the 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 trailer for the Heights. Yeah. You know, in the Heights. So, and uh, I'm I'm excited about that. You know, it's it's always interesting when you're taking uh, a theatrical experience and and putting it on film. Mm. You know, I I just cross my fingers and 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 hope for you know magic.
2: But, I mean, I, I, was, I was a sucker for In the Heights. Like, I saw it at CSUN, mm. like, with college students. Wow. And it tore it up because, you know, if the underlying material is good, then... It, it don't matter. It yeah. don't matter. Um, but then I saw the trailer for that movie, and I started to, like, tear up in my car because it just looks so full of life, yeah. in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I cannot believe, like, I, and I missed Hamilton on stage. Um, I had two chances to go see with the original cast oh, in yeah. New York. Missed them both. Um, first time, like, I just didn't quite get it yet. Um, I'm like, I get yeah, whatever, maybe, but it's super expensive. Why would we do that? That's crazy. And then I listen to the soundtrack. I'm like, we should spend as much money as we have and <laughs> right? go see it. But I missed it. Um, but the fact that they shot performances on the Richard Rodgers stage with the original cast. Yeah. And, and the fact that that version of it will exist in a way that's different from the theatrical experience, but with that cast. Sure. In that place. I'm uh I I can't fucking wait.
1: I can't but I'm dying to go. I I've been, I've been trying to figure out a way to to get back to see that again. I've on, I've only seen it once on uh in uh in New York and I'm dying to see it see it see it again. It's one of those things that it's literally you can't keep clapping. It's like this shit has a has a rhythm and a life that is that is of its own and and you just need to get swept up into into that into that wave and that rhythm and it doesn't stop until it's over and it is awesome it is just amazing and uh, i got so lucky dude i don't use this this king ezekiel thing very often yeah but i tried i tried really hard to get tickets for hamilton mm. and i asked everyone and i could not get tickets for hamilton i I mean, I was begging. Be, I was like, my manager, my, my agent, other people's agents, people walking down the street, anything. And finally, it took literally family. My brother's wife's brother's wife's sister. <laughs> worked for like, uh, you know, some agency who had some, some uh, and, and, uh, and, and she was like, I think I can get you uh, like house seats for, for Hamilton. And I didn't know what she meant by that. And I was like, I was like, I'm sure we're way up in the rafters or whatever. And uh, and and I'm sitting and, and, uh, and I, I'm I'm sitting there. Oh no no no! First I go to see um, Come From Away, which is uh, the night the, the night before, which is a wonderful uh, play about when when 9 um, on 9-11 when people got rerouted to uh to, to this um, town in Nova Scotia and um and the, the relationships that were had there during that time it was amazing beautiful play and um and uh and i knew someone who was in the in the show and i went to went to see them after the show and he was like what are you doing tomorrow he was like i was like i'm going to go see hamilton he was like oh oh well i'll let them know that you're coming and i was like just just tell them who you are after the show so you can go backstage and meet everybody and i was like tell them tell them who i am who who Who, who i I am i know who do i tell i don't know and so so uh and so i'm sitting there watching this show i'm you you know my eyebrows are blown off by it just amazing and afterwards i'm like well they he said i could i could go backstage and and so i walk i walk back to you know where people were waiting for the people Mm -hmm. to come out and sign autographs and i go to the big security guard guy and i said uh hello i'm car payton um they said if I gave you my name that I could go backstage. And he was like, Kari Payton. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm King Ezekiel from The Walking Dead. And he was like, everybody out of the way. <laughs> everybody move. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and The I, champ is here. The champ is here. I have... I have never been so happy in my life that i mean the, like the the you know the uh the 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 whole the the what do you call it the tide the red sea parted there you go the red sea parted i, I walk in in there uh George Washington is waiting for me, you know, and, and uh, you know, and, and and shows me around the stage, and and he was just like, you know, I I I I put on one of the coats, you know, and I, I, it was it was it was crazy, and he was like, are you going to sign the back of the, you know, the because they they have when people come to to see the show, you know, you sign and say wonderful show, this this is amazing, and uh, and I was like, you want me to sign. The uh, the wall of the theater, and next he was to like Barack
2: Obama. Yeah,
1: exactly. And he was like, he was like, you're you're King Ezekiel, right? And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm King Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, they give me a pen, and uh, and it's and, and next to Robert Downey Jr. who says who wrote, that's right, I'm Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> That's amazing. I wrote my, I, I signed my name on the, uh, on the Hamilton wall. I, it's, uh, I will never forget that experience for as long as I live. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, so but, I'm
2: gonna see the movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we're gonna go see Hamilton on Broadway one of these days.
2: man. are. Look, like, I'm, I'm with the king. Exactly. He's your king to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is that, velvet? <laughs> We will, exactly. We're going to wear velvet. Mama to go name is Clay. Hamilton. I'm going to
2: call him Clay. You're
1: damn right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, have you had a good
2: time tonight? Yeah. Honest to goodness, none of this happens unless I get somebody like Kari Payton to come and stand next to me. Dude, thank you so much oh, man. for rolling out.
1: I've had a ball. I had a ball. Oh
2: um and this this is the closing of this particular chapter on black man beyond because like i said kevin is coming back in two weeks on the march 3rd we are we're kicking kicking the fat man uh, atomic batteries back up to power the turbines to speed and uh, we're going to get back into it so until we meet again in this particular place in this particular way um thank you from the bottom of my heart for showing out and showing some love um and that's it for black man beyond tonight
1: all right my name is thank you guys so much
2: Kari Payton, uh, we will see you same fat time, same fat channel, uh, smodcast.com or youtube.com slash Kevin Smith. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night.
3: Thank you.
0: This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.